Welcome to another fun filled Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brownhead. That's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. You follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina's McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app today, wherever you get your apps. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, so you can catch our other live shows that are airing throughout the week. So if you happen to miss them, you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports on Chicago, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, please follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms. If you want to subscribe to our podcast, which we know you've been doing already, Tell your friends and tell your neighbors, tell your strangers, the haters, everybody you know that you can subscribe to subscribe to our podcast at War Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in those search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, that's War on Anchor on all podcast platforms. And while you're at it, please give War Media a follow at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, that War Media on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. You have any definite opinions during our two-hour extravaganza, as we call the Sports Talk Radio Show, you can always hit us up in the comment section at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, I'm giving Lakina full power to give you fools to build and be built. Bye-bye. I love when she says that. <laughs> but before we begin, we must remind you that you can also catch Sports on Chicago, now available on Roku TV. That's right. Catch Sports on Chicago, now available on Roku TV. So no more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku television, just tap on the sports app and download Sports on Chicago through that avenue. If you don't have a Roku TV, you have a bunch of handheld devices laying around. iPhone, iPad, iTouch, your personal PC, your Chromebook like I'm using right now. Just download that Roku TV app and access Sports on Chicago through that venture. So no more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, live and on demand. Anywhere, anywhere you want, whatever device I said said. So you can check us out, mm-hmm. whether it's noon as it is here in Chicago, here in Chicago mm-hmm. or at 2 in the morning when you're off work. So. And you know we will provide. Excuse me. <laughs> we got a, oh, so we got a busy show lined up for you yes. guys today. And, uh, you know, just about 20 minutes from now, just a little under 20 minutes from now, we got our girl, Caitlin Sharkey. Now with WGN uh, Chicago, we'll talk, you know, we'll talk bears. Of course, and y'all see all the crazy rumors, all the two spring training pitchers and catchers have reported already. And also other stuff too. We may talk about the bulls. We might not. I think for her sake, we probably won't, but we'll have a lot coming up at the bottom of the hour. And of course, is that is that time, folks? Now that the NBA is on the all-star break. If you're a Bulls fan, thank you, Lord. We've got a great panel to discuss. Uh well, we probably will keep the Bulls talk to a minimum, but you know, also other NBA happenings and such as y'all. Star Weekend commences down over in, uh, in Salt Lake City. And we get them to convince me to be excited about All Star Weekend. Right now, Lakita, I don't know about you, but usually I get the juices for the, the whole weekend. 
but I, right now I'm not feeling it. I need you and the crew's help at one at 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 the top of this next hour to help me uh, uh, do that because right now I'm not feeling the juice. That's just okay. Me. Well, yeah, some other stuff too. We'll, we'll, we'll probably get to all that. So we got a great yeah. panel to discuss uh, the NBA uh, midseason and, and the Bulls with you. So you're not you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tune in to find out who they are. We're not gonna tell you who they are right this moment. That's a little bit of a teaser there for you, Sid. But uh, right now, let's talk some uh, college hoops. We'll get that out the way. And a uh, busy week for you know, for our local teams. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Illinois loses to Penn State by twenty on the road. You know what? It's one of those things where I think this is sort of like, you know, it's sort of like a, you know, state college has been kind of like a house of horrors for Illinois. So, you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, Pitts, they get them again. Um, but also, too, on the flip side, Northwestern upset Indiana. You know, they swept that series with their mm-hmm. resume. I think, you know, I think they're kind of on their way there, but their last five games, I will get to that in a second. But, you know, they're, if, as long as they don't have a complete collapse, they should get back into the turn for the first time since, I think, what, 2017. So, mm-hmm. For me, I mean, look, I don't think they're there yet. I think they still need to uh, get those couple of extra wins just to be on the safe side and not lose in the first day, in the first day of the uh, the Big Ten tournament. But looking good for Northwestern so far. So uh, among those two, what kind of like surprised you and, and such? I'll go with the Northwestern first there now, 19-7 on the season. As uh, I brought up the question to you on our last show on Monday, Lakina, with that win against Purdue at home on, on last Sunday. Could they carry this momentum into the next game? The answer to that question was yes. They came back from a 21-point deficit behind a, a huge home crowd there in Everson to, uh, to help them be, beat Indiana. I think they are for real, Lakina. Like you said, they need to stack, stack up a couple more wins, which I think they'll get to over 20 wins easily before the Big Ten tournament takes place in a couple weeks at the UC. Uh, Chris Collins has done a nice job. I heard him on 670 score with Lawrence Holmes and Dan Bernstein, I believe it was yesterday. He was talking about the attitude of this team, uh, his, the, his team taking on his mentality of, we talked about before, no one's taking them seriously. They uh, People expected to play a certain style of basketball. They still get after you defensively, as we saw these last two games. But they can score a little bit, too. Uh, not to make fun of this man's name, Boo Booey, folks. Look him up. Uh, he's Northwest's best scorer and best uh, one of their best players. Uh, he's been showing up, this, especially these last two games. Might have got a little, a little bit of a push off with the uh, with the jumper with the, as the time expired for Northwestern. But you know what can what can I say? But I know you know may have gotten away with one there. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, he's probably one of like you know he might be all Big Ten you know this year. Well, when they announce mm-hmm. that in about a in a, in a few weeks. But uh, yeah, I mean. Look, I mean, I'm not there in Northwestern yet. I mean, they've had a couple of baffling losses. So, as long, like I said, I mean, look at looking at their schedule for uh, their their last five. I mean, like I said, there are about like three of these teams that are probably going to want their revenge. You know, they have, hold on, if I can get it up real quick. They got they got Iowa coming up on Sunday, so I know Iowa's going to want their revenge. Mm-hmm. Illinois is going to want their revenge as well. They beat them as well. I think they'll lose to Illinois. Okay, they got they got to go to Maryland. I think they'll beat Maryland. Okay, uh, they host Penn State. I mean, again, you never know what Penn State. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what they did to Illinois, and also they yeah. got they finish up at, at Rutgers, so they could win four. I don't. They could they could they could probably win a couple of these, but again, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the Big Ten has been so weird. I mean, you never really know. So, like, I'm kind of as long as you don't have a complete collapse, uh, Northwestern. I know a lot of Northwestern fans are kind of like on that high, but look, you can't. You gotta, you know, take it one game at a time, and and then look, you don't want to, you know, be that that team that kind of just loses because I've I've seen it happen in the last, you know, with a couple of teams. We'll mention that when we talk about the rest of, uh, you know, around the nation college who's, but 
-hmm. you know, I, I mean, look, they've been impressed. So like I said, they, they depend on three a little bit too much for my taste, though. And I don't like teams like that, especially when you come to, to the dance. Yeah, you mm -hmm. get hot, but you get cold, too. And I've, I've seen it happen multiple times myself. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, you just reading off that schedule. All I have to do is win two games to get over 20 wins. Right now they're 19. Like you said, they can win two, possibly three games, but that's all they need to do to wrap up the regular season. Win two or three games, and that you're for sure uh, in the NCAA tournament. And this is before you get to uh, the conference tournament, as I mentioned, come up in a couple weeks at the UC. So Northwestern has a good chance. They just had to keep the momentum going. As I, I asked you on Monday, Lakina, I was – Worry about the young teams like that. Uh, they get a big win. They let it get to their heads. Start reading the press clippings. Everybody patting you on the back, and you you and you lose focus. Right now, the team hasn't lost focus yet. We'll see. Now going into Illinois' uh, loss to Penn State. I mean that that was kind of and like I said, like I said, I mean yo, they lost. They lose by twelve. They actually you know, made a little bit. You know, try to kind of it's still got some ba basket uh garbage baskets late, but you know they mm -hmm. struggled from the field. Like I said, you know. But I think you know Penn State just had a uh, just a, a you know amazing uh, you know shooting uh, probably their their best definitely their their best like showing you know shooting wise you know so far in the in probably like all season long I mean they've been kind of up and down I'm talking about Penn State yeah Jalen Pickett with forty one points you couldn't career, stop him yeah a career high forty one points uh, for yeah. him so he wasn't gonna. You know, he was 15 for for 20 from the field and, you know, five from nine from three. So he was just, you know, on a tear. So that was going to be hard for him to stop. Probably, I think, one of the highest uh, scoring for a Penn State player to in a long time. So, yeah, they weren't going to stop him. I mean, you know, Illinois, you know, they shot – they shot – they only said for 27 from three. Like I said, that's a problem if you're Illinois. Mm -hmm. So, and that's – you can't go far in a tournament that way. And, you know, come out with, you know, with picking in the hot shooting. I mean, that, that that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and also for Illinois, these two players must step up offensively for them to go far in the tournament. That's Coleman Hawkins, who only had 12. And Terrence Shannon, he had 20. The stat line looked nice, but I want him to be more aggressive. I talked about him the last couple of weeks. He's starting to step up, but I need those two players to do a little bit more. And they got to get a little bit more production off their bench. And someone please help Dane Danger in the rebounding department. He's the only one that's yeah. been getting those defensive rebounds for Illinois. I need somebody else besides him to – help them out on the defensive boards. Yeah, that's been a problem for Illinois, especially with all the struggling and such. So, you know, it, it, it's a little bit crazy. Like I said, Pickett's 41, I think. You know, just the first time that uh, someone from Penn State has scored 41. You got all the way back to 1961 and Gene Harris. So, and especially, the, you know, this is for most by a, a, big, a Penn State player in a conference game, in a Big Ten conference game. So they joined the Big Ten back in 93. So, yeah, it, it definitely a, a conference high in that in that sense. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about Illinois. I mean, I think they can finish up well. I think they're in the tournament, you know, the you know, but I think if you can like, try to get a higher seed by racking up a couple more wins, we'll see. Yep, we'll see. Uh, sticking with the Big Ten for just a couple minutes, Lakina. Michigan, Wisconsin on Tuesday. Michigan had their chances on the road. Juwan Howard and crew, uh, they need to stack up the wins to order them to stay out of the bubble. Right now, their their bubble watch is on is on the, the heartbeat right now. If I'm saying that correctly, uh, on the, not the flat line, not a flat line, but pretty damn close to it. They lose a tough one to Wisconsin, 64-59. Yeah, that was a, t a tough win uh, for them. And then, and look, I think, you know, Michigan, there are some people that are in Michigan are saying that maybe should Jawan Howard, like, you know, is on the hot seat. I think it might be a little bit much, but I, I, I kind of feel like this Michigan team has underachieved this year. So 
I can kind of see why some Michigan fans are feeling that, okay, should we be a little bit worried? You know, should you want Howard be worried about his job security? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so, but mm-hmm. I, I'm just, yeah, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's just a tough season. You know, these things happen. I know they've had a couple of injuries and such. It's just, it's just you know, they've been struggling shooting. That's been their problem. So, yeah. Now, going into uh, stay with the Big Tenio again before we go to the rest of the nation. Uh, Purdue loses back to back against Maryland, um, 68 54. Uh, Jameer Young, who's one of Maryland's top players, if you haven't you know, know too much about him, you guys should check him out. He had 20 points leading the way for uh, Maryland and uh, Purdue, you know, back, both versus rank opponents. And they're their 15 the last 20 seasons lose back to back games against rank opponents while being in the top three. So, you know, not a good showing. If you, if you look back on it, like they probably the one that had the best showing was uh, Wisconsin in the 2013-14 uh, season. They went all the way to the Final Four, but the other uh, times, you know, not so much. So I, I wouldn't be so worried. If you're a Purdue, I wouldn't be too worried because, look, I mean, you know, the Big Ten is, is jam-packed. So, and Maryland's probably one of those teams, you know, they're 9-6 now. I know they had a couple of, you know, strange losses early in Big Ten mm-hmm. play, but they're starting to kind of get together too. So I'm not too worried about Purdue. I mean, they'll, they'll probably still get a number one seed in the tournament, but – yeah, just to mention that on Wednesday, Michigan State's game against uh, Minnesota was postponed due to the unfortunate shooting on campus the other day. So we'd like to uh, send our condolences to the Michigan State uh, University family as they're going through this trying time. Of course, Michigan State uh, will resume all athletic activities today and tomorrow. Of course, Michigan State will, will play Michigan at the Big House tomorrow night at 7 o'clock on Fox. So they'll get uh, back to work. But also another team to watch out for, and they beat the Illini a couple of Saturdays ago, and that's Iowa. They got a big win last night against a struggling Ohio State Buckeyes squad. Yeah, taking advantage of that. So, like I said, they're going to be out for revenge uh, against Northwestern, too, on Sunday. So we'll get to that mm-hmm. in a second. Now, uh, going into back to Wednesday, uh, Tennessee, they didn't lose in the buzzer beater. So I think it should be feeling pretty good if you're a Tennessee <laughs> fan. They uh, beat number one uh Alabama, I got a chance to watch this game by nine, 69-58. Santiago Vescovi had uh, 15 points. You know, a nice balanced scoring attack. They beat uh, their first win against a rate team, at least since like 2010 when they beat Kansas in December. I remember that game very well. Now, you know, the, the guys from Alabama kind of struggled from the, the field a little bit. So nine for 24 from three, that's not going to do it. And they were just, they just hit the big, some big shots. I mean, Tennessee struggled also two from three, but they made the big shots and made the big defensive uh, stops when they needed to. And uh, they were determined not to uh, lose, especially, you know, buzzer beer, so they didn't have to worry about that. Let's go to some West Coast basketball. Lakina, number four, UCLA. They defeated Stanford by the score of 73 64. Stanford led by four at the half, I believe it was 31 27. I told you I like Jaime Vasquez. I like the way he plays. He's a mm-hmm. senior this year. People that know better than us, is he an NBA talent? I don't know. We'll see. But at times, Lakina, the only thing that, quote, unquote, frustrates me about UCLA, they struggle to score at times. And that's what happened in that first half. But they turned it around in the second half, scoring 46 points. And Stanford just went cold midway through that second half. For a while, you thought they were going to pull the upset. But UCLA forced uh, 14 turnovers from Stanford, and most of them came in that second half. Yeah, they bumped up the defense there, UCLA did. Mm-hmm. So I think that's so that we were able to kind of pull that off late. Uh, Marquette uh, edged out Xavier, 69-68. Uh, Stevie Mitchell had 17 points. I mean, it was, this is one of those crazy games that's kind of back and forth for a little, for a little bit. But Marquette made those, those big defensive stops when they needed to. So they were able to kind of pull that 
out in uh, and such. Uh, Iowa State, uh, you know, pulled away from uh, TCU at 70 59. Um, you know, San Diego State, you know, edged out uh, Fresno State, but 50, 45 43. No, that's not a typo, folks. Uh, <laughs> Nelson got back on track. They beat uh, Florida State by 40. Bradley got a, a nice win to keep up in the Southern, uh, I mean, in the Missouri Valley Conference, beating uh, Missouri State, you know, keeping up with them there because. They got to be able to do that. Murray State edged out Illinois State. Uh, mm -hmm. Drake State at the top, you know, being Northern Iowa. So, and, uh, and, uh, uh Oregon, Oregon kind of didn't help themselves with their uh, attorney chances. Uh, they lose a tough one in overtime to, uh, or uh, to watch that, I should say, a 72 71. So, uh, not, not a bad loss, but it won't help you with the, with being on the bubble if you're an Oregon fan. Yeah, it definitely won't help them there. Oh, Couple, uh, uh, it's just another score. I think I think you mentioned it, but if you if I missed it, I apologize. Bradley uh, keeps their foot on the pedal atop that Missouri Valley conference. They beat Missouri State by ten. But Lakina, I only watched only two minutes of this game last night. That was Gonzaga versus Loyola, Loyola Marymount. Say that five times fast. Uh, I, I, I saw only two minutes of that game. I saw the rest of the highlights on YouTube. They look like they put on a, a, a mix. A, what's that? The Mixed uh, a one mixtape tour tape, uh, a clinic against um the loyal Loyola Marymount. Uh, it was embarrassing, but Gonzaga got a big win last night. Uh, uh Loyola Marymount's chances of making the tournament is really on, on the bubble right now, especially after last night. Good grief! Well, well, and remember, they broke their uh their home street too, so they probably were not yeah. very happy. I'm sure they remembered that. So, I'm uh, Mark and his guys, they jumped on them early and uh, you know, it didn't let up, so that's probably uh. By what happened there, but uh, you know, Providence beat Creighton in a double overtime thriller. Got a little chance, a little bit to watch this game. Uh, Syracuse beat NC State, uh, and uh, Jim Beheim, you know, kept his mouth shut for once. Okay, that's a lovely, <laughs> lovely there. Uh, and New Mexico, uh, uh, loses a tough one to Wyoming. This was a team that just a few weeks ago you thought that maybe had a chance to get in. But now they may have to win their tournament in order to get in. So that might not, this mm -hmm. isn't bowl well for Richard Bertino, Jamal Mashburn Jr., and the rest of that uh, Lobos. And uh, Oak, uh, Kansas came back to be Oklahoma State. Uh, uh, OK, oh, Oklahoma, Porter Mosers, as we call them, uh, they upset K State. So, uh, yeah, so mm -hmm. a pretty nice bag of upsets and a little bit of uh, some thrillers. Yes. You're listening to Second City Sports. On the fun Friday edition right here on Sports on Chicago, we're live in the living color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. Lakina, we won't go through the whole schedule due to uh, time constraints, but we'll just mention some of the key games that are taking place tonight, tomorrow, and, and Sunday. I know for Saturday, Illinois will travel to Bloomington to face the number 14-ranked Indiana Hoosiers. That's 11 o'clock on ESPN. And uh, shout-out to our guy, Lamont Scott, who's watching and listening to us. Uh, for those of you around the country tomorrow, WGN will, will show another HBCU college basketball game. It features St. Augustine's at Fayetteville State, and that's at 2 o'clock Chicago time tomorrow afternoon on WGN. And on TNT right before All-Star Saturday, they'll, they'll have Southern versus Grambling State. Uh, should be a fun one there. A couple of quick notes. Uh, Purdue will try to bounce back as they host Ohio, Ohio State um, on CBS. You know, North Carolina versus NC State uh, at noon on ESPN. And uh, Southern Illinois hosts Bradley on ESPN 2 at 1. So this could be a big because Southern Illinois trying to keep pace and up there and then trying to stay in the top four in the Missouri 
Valley uh, Valpo meets UIC at two o'clock. That's going to be on ESPN plus. And of course, we talk about Northwestern Iowa. That'll be on the Big Ten Network at five thirty. Oregon trying to bounce back from their loss to Washington. We'll play Wazoo at six o'clock on FS1. All right, here's your top twenty-five schedule for Sunday. Number three, Purdue will host Ohio State. That's at noon on CBS. This is for Sunday. At also at noon on ESPN. Number twenty-three, NC State will host North Carolina. And number two, Houston, watch out for the Cougars. Uh, they almost uh, won the Final Four a couple years ago. They almost got back there last year, but they're the number two ranked team in the nation. They'll host Memphis tomorrow at 2 o'clock on ESPN. I'll definitely be watching this one. Yeah, Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky uh, host Tennessee. They've been struggling lately, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, that's going to be new at CBS tomorrow. Oklahoma and Texas at 1 o'clock. That's on Big 12 ESPN+. Plus. Iowa State and K-State at 1 on ESPN+. Uh, TCU will try to bounce back as they host OK State on uh, Big Ten ESPN Plus, and uh, Baylor and Kansas at ESPN at three. Very early for that one. DePaul mm-hmm. uh, meets Xavier at three o'clock on CBS Sports Network. These are tomorrow's games, folks. And uh, Arizona State hosts Utah at five on Pac-12 Network. And let's see, I'm sure there's a couple other games. Oh, and uh, Cal uh, meets UCLA. Uh, 9.30 on Pac-12 Network, and BYU uh, meets uh, St. Mary's at 9 o'clock on ESPN2. And that is your schedule for this weekend in College Hoops. Coming up next, we'll have our good friend, Miss Kaylin Sharkey now of WGN Sports. She'll hop on with us to talk Bears, uh, maybe a little bit of Bulls, <laughs> and we'll get uh, news from our baseball teams as well as they, they are now in action in spring training and a whole lot more. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You listen to a fun Friday edition of Second City Sports live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. <laughs> I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. (laughs) Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say... No thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? 
I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Hey, this is Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to Sex City Sports on a fun Friday edition. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone, Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80, S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kino's going to be on the IG. Uh, Lakina, let's bring on our good friend. She's been on the podcast with us many times before. This is the first time she's been on here ever since she's joined the world's greatest newspaper. She covers all Chicago sports for GN Sports tonight, you can watch her nightly on WGN at 10.30 p.m. Chicago time. She is the one, the only, Miss Caitlin Sharkey. Caitlin, Yay! welcome back to the show. Hey, guys. So good to see you. I hope you can hear okay because my AirPods were not working, so I'm going without them. So I hope you can hear me okay. No, no. Okay, we fine. can hear you just fine. Beautiful, beautiful. So good to see you both. Yeah, hey, so before, yeah. before we get started, Caitlin, we had uh, your colleague Josh Fryman on a couple weeks ago. And we had Jared Payton on right before the start of the Bears season. And they talked about having a fun atmosphere, working in a fun atmosphere at WGM. We just want to say from us to you, happy one early one-year anniversary since you joined WGN. So I assume that you echo those same uh, sentiments of working in a fun sports department. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a year in June. So I'm coming, I'm turning that corner into the first year. And it's been an absolute blast. I feel like we have the best uh, sports team in in Chicago TV right now and everyone's so fun and we do really great work and I'm I'm happy with where I'm at and guys like JP, Josh, Chris, they just bring such great energy and um, I'm proud of the work that we do. All right, good stuff. Let's start off with the Chicago Bears. Kaylin, of course, they ended the season with three wins. They get the number one draft pick. Of course, they're, it looks like they're moving to Arlington Heights. That's now official, but let's focus on what's going on on the field. I know that the new calendar year starts, I believe, uh, next month, March, around March 13th, somewhere around in there. What what do you see? What do you think the plans are for the Chicago Bears as they'll uh, hit free agency along with everybody else in the league? Well, I feel like the, depending on what they do in free agency, we'll kind of lay out the groundwork for the draft. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of change coming. And that's good because obviously when you finish the season with three wins, you want a lot of change because that means something wasn't going right. 
So I think that, you know, it'll be an exciting time. They need, there's a lot of voids and a lot of needs that this team has right now. There's going to be a ton of new faces. I feel like I'm going to walk into the locker room on the first week and like, who is like, who are all these people? Because I feel like there's <laughs> so much change, um, but it, it should be an exciting time. And I think they have their, their foundational piece in Justin Fields and, um, I hope they can add some weapons, whether or not it's in free agency or in the draft, um, but they can't really go wrong. And I think it starts up front with what they need, both um, in the D line, especially on defense and the D line and pass rush and things like that. But also obviously receiving weapons for Justin Fields, because we saw at the end of the season, you know, those splashes and those flashes of what this offense could look like with him running things. So um, I'm, I'm ready and anxious to see that kind of be put in full motion right now. I'll let you put on your uh, bear GM hat for a second, Kate Lou. What do you do with the number one pick? Do you, you know, stay there and you'll get uh, Jalen Smith from uh, Georgia? Do you, you know, maybe trade down and let, you know, Indianapolis and Houston get, you know, the guy they mm-hmm. want, which assuming Bryce Younger will leave us, or that is, I should say, or do you kind of, you know, get more picks here? What, what do you think? What do you think the Bears might do? Or what do you, or do, what do you think they should do? I think they should certainly answer those phone calls and and hear out what they can kind of get in terms of draft capital um, and whatnot and see what they can kind of work with to maybe give up that first pick. But I also think they can't afford to fall too far down the draft board. Um, I think any, if they fall out of, you know, the top five picks or top four picks, then you're starting to go, okay, is it, what's it really worth? Um, But I certainly don't think they need a quarterback. So I am in the team that they have their quarterback. They don't need to draft one. They don't need to trade Justin Fields. They have that position. That's the only solid position I feel like they have right now on this team. Um, But they need, there's some really strong DNs and there's some really strong defensive guys at the top of that draft that I think they should snag up right away because to me that's just what everything they were missing on defense this year and we never really saw Matt Eberflus's 4-3 come to life and what its true potential is um, because all the moves that they made and the the lack of you know talent and experience in those positions so I'm answering the phone calls I'm hearing what these teams want you know there's always that sense of desperation when they're trying to climb the draft board but I wouldn't if I was Ryan Poles I would not fall too far down the board, depending on what was, what was offered. You kind of answered my next question, Caitlin, regarding the draft, but uh, I still want to go back to free agency. You assume that they're, the Ryan Poles and crew were focusing mostly on defense in the draft. What position would, what they were focused on, on free in free agency offensive line, trying to trade for a number one wide receiver or get a running back, assuming that David Montgomery uh, doesn't come back. What position do you think they'll be focused on? once free agency starts? I think receiver for sure. I think um, they don't have, and it's no disrespect to Darnell Mooney. I think he is an incredible receiver. And obviously with him being injured, we didn't really get to see him kind of grow into his full potential in another season. Obviously he'll be back, but I think they need that guy. They need this, Mm -hmm. someone that's going to start the season with Justin and can build this chemistry for the entire year. And I think that's something that he just hasn't had in his two years in Chicago. Obviously he had that with Mooney, but then Mooney gets hurt. They bring in Claypool. He has no chemistry with Claypool. You could just tell they were just disjointed the whole season. And I'm not putting that out and, you know, just disregarding Claypool or saying that trade was a bad move or anything right at this point, but they still don't have their guy. They still, I don't think Equinemius is that, receiver that they have and that room is just not very strong so bring in a vet bring in someone that knows how to adjust um and see what they can do that would be my my choice in free agency 
Yeah, I mean, there's so many. I, you could probably say it's very loaded. You know, the draft is, of course, you got Jalen Carter from mm-hmm. Georgia, the edge rusher, and you know, among many, many others. You know, do you do you go edge rusher? Do you go linebacker? What say you? If they do decide to stay at one or even trade back and go defense, where do you think they go? I think you go edge rusher. I I think that um, they just up front. They just. I feel like they were just lacking and no one jumped off the page. No one was making those impact plays. And, you know, we, we, I feel like their secondary was strong given the situation. And if Eddie Jackson wouldn't have got hurt, I think Jaquan Brisker really came on and really grew into his own. And I think that's a strong position. Jalen Jones or Jalen Johnson continues to be um, really strong in his position as well. So it's all up front. I felt like it always just failed, uh, especially stopping the run and, all of those things. They didn't play the defense that we're used to seeing in Chicago. And I think that's because of some of their defensive leaders, obviously in Roquan and Robert Quinn moved on. So I think you got to go edge rusher. You got to bring some fire. And um, cause I don't think the guys that were up there this season really brought much of that. We saw Justin Fields take a step in, in year two of, uh, of his career from his rookie year last year under a different head coach. Uh, what, what attributes do you think that he needs to work on in this offseason uh, going into 2023, which many people expect the Bears to, to take a major jump? I think it's just, to me, it's game situations, experience, Justin seeing more of the defense, understanding how to react to the defenses, um, working out his shorter passes. I feel like he has the ability to create long um, downfield plays, but I feel like he struggled with the checkdowns and the short passes and kind of reading the defense. And that could be a combination of the receivers also not being on the same page. But I think we've seen what he can do when we can run. Uh, I think we've been all impressed <laughs> by his ability to run. I think to me, it's also developing his game and experience with reps to not just default to running uh, constantly because the league's going to figure that out. They already started to figure that out toward the end of last season how dangerous his legs and his running ability can be. So he needs to develop his passing game. And I think a lot of that starts with just building the chemistry and just seeing the game situations. And Luke Getze, you know, I remember asking a few times last season, how does, you know, how does one develop in that and their, their game awareness and situational football. And, you know, Getze was like, he just has to see it. And when you've only played, you know, very little time in the NFL, you haven't seen a lot of those situations. So I think we'll see major strides, especially because there's not a whole shakeup of a coaching staff and offense and new faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be new faces, of course, but not a complete rehaul that he had to deal with at the beginning of this season. Well, let's switch gears here as we talk to our good buddy, WGN's uh, Caitlin Sharkey, uh, chatted with us here on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Lakeen McGee, Cindy Brown with you as well. Let's switch over to the diamond for a second, Caitlin. You got pitchers and catchers going on, you know, right now as you, as we speak, you know, in Florida and Arizona. Now, we'll start with the Cubs first. I mean, the Cubs have picked up, you know, guys like Dansby Swanson, Jameson Talman, Cody Bellinger, Trey Mancini. Do you think they're kind of in that, not necessarily like weighing in the division, but perhaps maybe continue for a wild card or going, you know, just try to get to 500? Where do you think the, you know, the Cubs mindset is this year? Yeah, I think so. I think their mindset should be they are capable of winning and they should be winning. I don't think we're, they don't want to talk about rebuilding. They don't want to think that they're in this rebuilding mode anymore. And I think the moves that they made, the guys specifically that they brought in, not only their baseball talents, and skill sets, but also they all have winning experience. They, you know, some of them are coming off World Series victories. Some of them have won World Series. They know what it takes 
to kind of be in those situations. So for even some of the younger players on the Cubs team, that goes a long way inside a clubhouse. So I'm excited to see what the Cubs can do, what David Ross kind of puts together and their pitching staff should be strong. Their defense should be strong. Um, so I don't think we, I don't think this is a season where we go, well, they're in this, you know, it's, it's the Cubs. They're not where they want to be yet. No, I think they should be contenders and they should be competitors um, this season, given the people that they brought in. I'm just, I'm interested to see how their offense holds up um, to complement kind of their pitching and defense. Yeah, you, you speak of their defense, Kaylin. I think it's going to be led by Dansby Swanson, their big free agent signing, and Nico Horner. I think uh, they're going to surprise a lot of people with their defense. But I wanted to ask you, where is their offense is going to come from? I know they have minor leaguer Matt Murphys. I don't know if he's going to be brought up this year. We'll, we'll see about that. But I know they brought in Trey Man City in Eric Hosmer, who's at the twilight of his career. They're going to share uh, duties at first base. But where is this offense is going to come from? Because you can lean on that defensive picture for so long, but – you got to have some office to sustain it to give those guys a break. That's exactly the question I posed to Josh Friedman when he was out in Arizona earlier this week, Sydney, because I, you know, he was talking about the pitching and the defense. I'm like, okay, but fans and when they're watching baseball, they want to see some offense and good yeah. teams need to score. <laughs> yes. and I think that's going to be something we won't know until it starts to play out. There's no mm -hmm. one off the top of my mind or like, oh, this, you know, this one, two, three in the lineup is going to be powerful. I don't think. We know that yet. Uh, we kind of have to see where these guys, how they adapt and where they're at is in terms of production and batting because, I mean, Nico Horner has been great and we've seen some of these young guys kind of come into their own and evolve the last season. But, yeah, it, it certainly doesn't jump off the page, but that doesn't mean it's not there. And that doesn't mean mm -hmm. that they don't have the capabilities to have an offense. But that, to me, remains the biggest question mark for the Cubs. What does the offense look like as they start the season? Definitely the million dollar question is of can they score? And I think that's going to be the key, especially if they are, if they do try to contend, if not, if it liberties for a wild card spot. Now let's go to the South side, uh, Caitlin, of course, the white sauce, Pedro Griffol, you know, takes over as manager. We won't get into the whole Mike Clevenger stuff yet, but you know, with all the, they, they pick up some, you know, some, you know, some minor uh, guys and such, of course you got, you know, Tim Anderson's back. You know, I think he's probably for a breakout season, perhaps maybe AL MVP, maybe. I, I don't know. I know Sid and I talked about it uh, a couple uh, weeks, so maybe not Maybe not uh, just, you know, last week and, and such. You know, the pitching, we'll see. Hopefully, Liam Hendricks, you'll know, be back soon. Mm -hmm. You know, we're praying for you, uh, Liam. But, uh, yeah, what are you, what's your uh, 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 prospects for the Sox this year? It's tough. I feel like there was a lot of conversation about how bad the Sox off season went. And I don't know if Sid felt that that way. I figured, I figured because I was sitting there like, Oh, this is not good. Um, and yeah, it's, you don't want the Clevenger situation to cloud the start of spring training, but that's exactly what it did. And while that shakes itself out um, and it will eventually all get figured out, it's a tough situation for a new manager to step into. Um, and you just hope the guys that are already established with the White Sox can have big seasons and feel confident and strong. And Yohan Moncada said, you know, he feels healthy, that he's ready to have a bounce back season and they desperately need him to have one. Um, and I think, you know, you lose a guy like Jose Abreu and you just feel like, it kind of takes the wind out of your sails. So I'm a, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried about the Sox. I'm a little worried about – I'm not worried about their pitching. I'm worried about kind of the outside, the rest of it, and obviously hoping for the best and 
sending all the support and love to Liam Hendricks as he, cause that's obviously the major priority for him right now and not baseball, but I feel mm-hmm. I'm worried. I'm worried, Sid. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Yeah. I'm worried in more ways than one. I voluntarily gave my money again to the white sides for season tickets, but uh, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this right now to you, Kayla. Now say it again towards the start of the season. At the, at the end of the season against the San Diego Padres, who they'll finish up the season with, if they're not continuing for the playoffs spot, no playoffs, no money. No playoffs, no money. No okay. sin. <laughs> no sin. But uh, <laughs> sticking with the White Sox pitching set, of course, Dylan Cease uh, had, a, had a stellar year last year. He should have been better, but because of a poor offense and poor defense at times, he should have won 20 games, but that didn't happen. But regardless of that, outside of Dylan Cease, on that starting pitching set, minus, as Lakina said, uh, Clevenger, who do you think has the most pressure to Im- improve this year? Michael Kopech or Lucas Giolito, who's be- who's going to fight for a contract this year? I mean, I feel like when I think of, they both, to me, they both have to come and they have to come mm-hmm. ready. And But in my mind, I think of Giolito. I just feel like he I would have these moments of just greatness, but then these complete implosions that were just hard to watch and hard to when the game would get out of hand for him early on, you would just feel like, Oh God, we're going to have one of these again with Kopech. You didn't really have that. You know, it became, I feel like Kopech's an entirely different type of pitcher and just mindset. And he has a Mm -hmm. lot going on. Um, But I feel like Giolito, it just, I don't want him to lose confidence in himself. And that's hard to do when you're starting pitcher in the games that he had that started the way they had. So I feel like there's pressure on both of them because Let's face it, Dylan, Dylan Cease and Johnny Cueto, I feel like, carried this uh, pitching staff. Yes, he did. Oh, yeah. Sox, yep. Which is maybe something a lot of people didn't expect, not from Cease, but from Cueto. So I don't know. They're, they they got by, I feel like, a lot of times, and they got to the point that they needed to because of Cease and Cueto. So it's on Kopech and Giolito to take a step forward for sure because otherwise it just hasn't been enough for me. What about Eloy? I mean, you know how I feel about Eloy being on the outfield. Kaylin, you know how I you – said know, those two. Uh, are we going to be seeing Eloy in the outfield? More of that this year? Are we going to see him dh more? Like, and also well, – Eloy, we're going to see him Yeah. Yeah, he's confident that he yeah, should so be Yeah, so what, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, him saying that he doesn't want a DH, I just feel like it's so Eloy to just go out there. <laughs> Like, let's settle down. You know, the gold glove isn't on yet. Let's just, you know, let's, let's figure out. I don't know. I hope, I hope for his sake. Yeah. He finds a way to handle. And if he isn't in the outfield as much as he would like, I hope he understands that that's, this is his role. And um, because otherwise there's a maturity that has to go along with understanding that. And especially with a new manager, that you know is just beginning to build and form relationships with these guys. So I love Eloy. I think he has a great personality, um, and he's full of life. But sometimes I feel like when he came out and said I didn't want a teenager, I was just saying to myself like, "Oh God!" <laughs> but that's why we love him. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Lakina's getting more of a headache than I am, and she, you know, her favorite moment was uh, Eloy Jimenez being caught up in the neck catching a foul ball, but. We'll move yeah, on. <laughs> we hanging out with our home. 
<laughs> We're hanging out down the home stretch with our homegirl, Kaylin Sharker from WGN Sports, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, Second City Sports. Say, Lakina here with you uh, as we close down our number one. Uh, we're going to dive into our NBA Bulls Power Hour next hour, Caitlin, but we'll try to limit the headache for you and for Lakina. Uh, what do you think about the Bulls? Last night, uh, Giannis injured his wrist. It looks like he's going to be okay. He's going to participate in All-Star Weekend, but the Bulls seem like they can't get out of their own way. They're on a current six-game losing streak, but there's still a couple of games out of that last playoff spot. Uh, how the, excuse my French. How in the hell is this happening? It's a miracle that they're still within striking distance right now. Maybe you have some answers. We don't. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I was there last night and went in the locker room. Um, We're sorry and, that you had to witness that. Oh God. And listen to Levine. And it, 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 you can just see the frustration on Zach's face. And understandably so. I feel like they just can't get it figured out. And. I think that's the most frustrating part because they have the talent and just none of it clicks and they're just wildly inconsistent. And they say that they're a better, you know, Billy said, we're, we're a good basketball team. We play good basketball, but at some point when you're continuously blowing 20 point leads, mm -hmm. are you a good basketball team? I, I just feel like that's just something that there needs to be a deep reflection and a deep reset in this, this all-star break right now um, because they just don't have it. I think Iowa's played phenomenal. I think Dalen Terry is really coming into his own and he had mm -hmm. a great game last night. And it's almost like when you see those young guys take the court, they're just, they have a lot more energy. They feel mm -hmm. like they're out there playing minutes for their life. And I think that is kind of missing from some of the vets on the team. And I'm not saying it's anyone's specifics or their fault, but the energy is just different. They're not playing well together. Their offense has just been uh, – it's – it's. there's just so many issues. I don't know. I, I mean, watching that Pacers – last night I, I didn't expect them to win, I'll be honest. I mean, you blow a 24-point lead to the Pacers, you're not going to have the Bucks come in and just sit there and not play. And they were getting lit up by Javon Carter. I just, I don't, and, AJ <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, I've never even watched AJ Green and Javon Carter really play. And here they are just, I mean, at home, it's just, I don't know. They need to hit the reset button. And I pray that they go away and they come back and yeah, because they still are within striking distance, but their record is, their record says who they are. And I think mm -hmm. we have to stop believing that they're a better team that are just playing bad basketball. Like let's see what it is for it. And we'll see if they add anybody. I don't know if Westbrook's coming or uh, Patrick Beverly, but I don't think it's going to make it. I mean, anything could happen at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the, the absurdity of it all, I guess you can say it at this point, yeah. uh, Caitlin, but uh, let's go. Let's you know, talk about some happy stuff uh, real quick in his last moment or two. We got, let's talk some college who's uh, of course, Northwestern got a, a nice win a couple of nights ago against uh, Indiana, sweeping them. Illinois didn't have their best showing against uh, Penn State a couple of nights uh, ago there, too. Uh, Marquette's been playing very well. I see uh, your Milwaukee. Uh, they're kind of right there in the Horizon uh, League as well. So well, what is your like expectation for a lot of local teams, and especially for the local teams in college hoops yeah, as we get closer and closer to March? Lakina, I love you for shouting out my Panthers. I am so proud of them in the Horizon League right now. It's been a rough decade, more than a decade of them struggling. Yeah. So I'm excited for them and uh, Coach Lundy. It's a great group that they have 
there in Milwaukee. Yeah. But yeah, the local teams, Northwestern's fun. I, I love watching Northwestern, these games. I mean, to knock off Purdue and then to do what they did at home is just, it's super impressive and it's fun. And I feel excited for the seniors on that team that have seen it all, stayed there, grinded it out, faced the adversity and credit to Chris Collins for kind of keeping them in this mindset that they can compete with anybody and they've kind of embraced it. And now they should be, should be in the tournament. They should be ranked after uh, their last performance. So we'll see how Sunday goes. I'm going to the game Sunday um, in Evanston. So we'll see, but I'm, I'm excited for them. Illinois, Illinois is like that, you know, they give me like shades of the bulls where you're like, what, what just, what uh, happened here? Um, they should be better than they're playing. Um, but Northwestern good for them. It's a great team to follow. And, I know that they have a passionate fan base as well. We have a lot of people that we work with that are pumped about the Wildcats right now. So it's been fun. We don't have to tell you, Kate, oh, we yeah. all have a better time on Sunday than you did last night watching that garbage yeah. with, with the Bulls. Uh, last question for me, Kaylin. Of course, uh, many parts of the Chicago area saw more snow last night. Yeah. We haven't seen any snow uh, so far this winter, of course. Uh, where I am down south, we barely got two inches. It was like people are starting to deal with it, thank goodness. But I wanted to ask you – in your childhood back in Wisconsin, if uh, I'm sure you experienced a couple of snow days back in your day. What was your go-to activity? Did you have any fun activities? Did you play outside in the snow? Did you watch movies? Or uh, what did you do on a snow day? I was like the, the girl that would go play outside for like 15 minutes. I'd like put that snowman together so fast to say that mm -hmm. I did it. And then I'm back in the house. I don't like cold weather, even though I've lived in the Midwest my entire <laughs> life. I don't like <laughs> either, even though I've been in it my entire life. So I am like, oh, that, let's make the snowman, get back in the house, watch movies the rest of the day. I love movies. Um, I love to binge movies, especially on a cozy day. So, yeah, I feel like we've also been very lucky this winter. I'm loving it. I'm loving the lack of snow. Me too. I'm, I'm loving yes, it. I know people aren't happy, but I'm like, bring it on. Even last night, I'm like, okay, this wasn't bad. I mean, we have barely anything on the ground here. Um, so it's been – it's fun. It's, but it's fun to think about those snow days and waiting for your, your school to scroll across the bottom. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Good times. Good you know? times. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> gotta wait for your letter of the right. alphabet. That was it. Now you gotta get, you can do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. Now you can do. Now you can just get like a text, a mass text from uh, your school or whatever, and you know, email us. So you know, today's kids will never know what we went through. <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> okay, Kayla. This was so much fun as always. Again, thank you so much. Uh, we've had you know. You, know, you gotta get Chris Bone to come on, come on yes. here. He's the only one in your group and your your team that's not come on. So get Chris. You know, if you're I'll listening, you're watching Chris. this. Yeah, but I'll say please. Yeah, get him on our show. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You need to complete the WGN Sports Office. Yes. Yeah, so. Yes. Yeah, so you can follow Kaylin Sharkey at K Rose Sharkey. That's the letter K Rose Sharkey on Twitter and Instagram. She covers all Chicago sports for WGN Sports. And what days can we catch you on GN Sports tonight with you and Jerry Payton? What days? Uh, I'm usually Mondays and Tuesdays. I'm on GN Sports. I'm on tonight. I'm on four, nine, and ten thirty. So I'll be on GN Sports tonight with Andy Mazer. So JP's off today, but um, I'm going in because our guys are out at spring training. So I'm working an extra Friday night. So I'll be on tonight. Okay, we'll definitely be watching. Say hello to Andy Mason for us. Yes. He's another good friend yes, that we please. had on the show last year. So you Absolutely. guys will yeah, definitely have a lot of fun. We'll be watching. So uh, great job as always. So hopefully we'll have you on again once baseball season starts. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. So great to see you both. All right. All thank right, you. Thank Take you. care. Stay safe, Caitlin. Thank you. You too.
All right. And okay, that's our girl, Caitlin Sharkey from WGN Sports. Of course, you can follow her at K Rose Sharkey on the Twitter. And of course, uh, one of our guys is on uh, right now. We're going to take a really quick break. I'm going to do our our, uh, NBA uh, slash Bulls uh, Power Hour. Um, you know, Brandon, I see, you know, you were, you know, from YouTube, you give this a shout out. Okay. Well, Brandon, get your butt back here on YouTube because this is a show you're going to want to see for the next uh, hour. So <laughs> all NBA, all, well, some bulls, but you know, some NBA all the time. You guys are going to be by a very illustrious uh, panel of experts, you know, joining us in a couple of minutes. Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown, Sexy Sports on Sports on Chicago. Our NBA Power Hour starts right after this. No, I don't know, though. I'm Do you know that you're in my lane? No, not at all. Are you not paying attention? Are you texting? I was just checking in with my mom. I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by six. It's okay. There's enough time. Just pay attention. I'm not even halfway through my text. There's no way. I'm not even going to look up. My babies are in the car. You have to pay attention. It's just supposed to be a quick text. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of Dodea. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference.
Welcome back to our number two of Second City Sports on a fun Friday edition. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Mr. Kim McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your Shirley on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. And this is your daily reminder. Don't forget, you can also catch Sports on Chicago, now available on Roku TV. you have any questions or comments for us doing our Bulls NBA Power Hour, you can hit us up in the comments section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Now, I will turn to my lovely co-host, Mr. Lakina McGee, to give you all the starting lineup for our NBA Power Hour panel. I wish we had like the Bulls music video going on in the background, but uh, <laughs> of course, these are all familiar names you guys know and love from the uh, various places. Of course, you know, our we call him our little brother from another. He is you know does a great job, uh, War Mia, and he's also on uh, the Bigs as well. He is the one, the only Joshua M. Hicks. Josh, what's up? What's up, squad? How you guys doing? We're we doing, doing great. How about well. yourself? How about you? Likewise, glad to be back on. Uh, no problem. Glad to have you back on. And another one, too. Uh, he also covers the Bulls for the Bigs. He's one of the founding members of the Bigs. He is the one, the only, uh, the, uh, the great uh, Eugene McIntosh. Eugene, what's up? How are you? Hey. Welcome back. What's up, family? How y'all doing? We're doing just fine, but how about yourself? I can't complain. Just over here living it up, you know? Oh, absolutely. Now, we got a couple more uh, uh, guys joining us in just a little bit, but... You know, since we got uh, Eugene and Josh with us already, uh, Eugene, uh, Josh, for your sake, we'll keep the Bulls talk to a minimum. <laughs> but uh, I'll, let I know, I don't... I'll let Josh handle that. <laughs> I'll let Josh handle that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, keep it short and sweet, I guess. But uh, Josh, what, what, what? what? What's going on here with the Bulls? I mean, we had our girl, of course, uh, Kayla Sharkey from uh, WGN uh, with us here. And she kind of said the same thing that we've been saying. The Bulls are still kind of right there in Shrekage for that uh, that last uh, play-in spot. And they're actually not that far from that sixth spot. Can they right the ship? Uh, I, I don't have faith in it. Let's put it that way. Um, Just because Zach Levine said it last night in this press conference, they still don't know what it, they don't have an identity of what they are offensively. Um, and because you don't have an identity, it's you need to have those things solidified if you're going to make a playoff push, especially this late into the season. Um, yes, you know, there is technically some hope, which is definitely something that Zach Levine has told me. He is very optimistic that his team can turn it around. Um, and he's confident in his leadership capabilities as well as, you know, his teammates. But no identity. You're struggling offensively. You're battling injuries. And there's so much inconsistency on both ends of the floor. At this point, that's not playoff basketball. And because of that, you cannot guarantee that you're going to just flip a switch all of a sudden and, fi- and fix, switch things around because we n- you don't have the roster or the talent really to do that. So I, I think so. I don't, I don't think the Bulls are going to make the playoffs like that. I really don't. And if they do, it's going to be at that very last play-in spot considering that they got there's so many holes that they have to fill in such little time. All right, Eugene, you have to <laughs> you have to answer, Eugene. Yeah, well, say something, uh, Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> no, something. I was just joking. Of course, I was gonna weigh in, man. I definitely do not think those guys are 
they're not playoff worthy. And like Josh said, um, and Josh kept it PC, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do that. This is a team with no heart, you know, no leadership, no guts, no dogs. Um, I, I like Billy Donovan, but I think it's time for Billy to get off the Mr. Nice guy. You know, there needs to be some furniture moving in that locker room if these guys are serious. And at the end of the day, uh, there needs to be a fire sale, man. They should have, you know, AK sat on his hands a couple weeks ago. And right now, I think these guys should look and should be looking forward to the future. And that's blowing this thing up and starting all over. It's nothing new for the Bulls, for a Jerry Reinsdorf uh, run organization. So uh, at best, these guys will be a play in team and they'd be a first-round exit, especially when you're missing Javante Green and Alex Caruso is like the glass man, and you're missing Derrick Jones Jr., and who knows what Lonzo Ball's career holds. Uh, Zach Levine's his season has been underwhelming. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, he's battling injuries, but they, he caught lightning in the bottle last year. Now that the, 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 the scouting report is out there, they, you know, it was everyone's first year last year, so they were able to run – the season without a lot being known about them but now that the scouting report is out everybody knows how to beat the bulls and i mean they've been okay at times defensively but like josh said they have no identity offensively there are times and times and times over and over again where we see nikola vucevic have such an advantage in the post and they can't even deliver a regular post pass to get him the ball to let him dominate down low so I think Vooch is playing for his big payday, uh, whether it's going to be with the Bulls or another team. And this team is in complete shambles right now. So you say that Billy Donovan should pull a James Evans, Evans for good times with a bunch of door slams? <laughs> hey, hey, he got nothing, man, because Billy's, you know, his rapport around the league is he's a player's coach. And that's fine when the most out of your guys, but when you're not and you keep coming to the press conference with the same old jive about and like what Zach Levine said when Josh talked to him last night and of course that's what he's going to say yeah I believe in myself and yeah I believe in the team mm -hmm. we're all watching the same thing on a nightly basis and those guys they don't have faith in each other I don't I don't even think the locker room is together I think there's some divide in there Josh would know just as well as I do he you know he circles the locker room he talks to those guys you can get a feel of the aura of the locker room. I think there's some divide in there. I don't think, like I said, I think Zach Levine, even though his numbers look okay, um, his season has been, it's just been underwhelming to me. He doesn't play with a high IQ. Um, he, obviously, he's highly skilled, but so are the other max players in the league. So uh, when you're not able to put the team on your, like these guys should not be 500. If you have a guy like Zach Levine who just got paid max dollars, he should be able to put this team on his back for a couple of wins and, and have this team in the mix. But, you know, there, there's just a lot of things going wrong with this team, and I don't see that changing after All-Star break. Okay, no, we'll look at another perspective here as we, you know, another one of our faves from CHGO is the one, the only, you know, a, a great you know, wrestling fan too, Mr. Big Dave Watson. Big Dave, what's up? Hey, peace, peace, hey. peace, peace. What's happening, yeah? What's going on with y'all, man? Good to see y'all, for real. Dean, Jay Hicks, what's good? <laughs> what's good? 
Sid, Lakina, what's going on, man? Yeah, glad to yeah, glad to have you with us. Uh, what are your thoughts about the Bulls' uh, first half so far this year? Oh, they're complete ass. They're, they're ass. Um, <laughs> okay, that's then. it. That's it. I, I mean, that's, that's what they are. That's, that's what they are. Um, they are trash. Uh, even and y'all know me. I'm very optimistic person, but I am mm-hmm. real and I'm and I am honest. You know what I'm saying? I am logical. Mm-hmm. So my optimism is from logic. You know what I'm saying? And what's going on right now is illogical, you know, with the Bulls <laughs> and what they're doing. So you, but even when I was on here last time and even when I was doing shows, you know, in the offseason and, you know, having high hopes or whatever for the team, the main thing I kept coming back to was they did nothing to adjust the three-point issue at all. They did nothing to address that. So I didn't see going into the season what they were going to do. He was just hoping guys would get better from three, hoping Aya would get better. Maybe Dragons give you something. You heard Billy Donovan say he wanted Zach shooting like 10, 15 threes a game. You know, they were putting those hopes on, on that, which isn't hope is not a strategy. You know what I'm saying? Going into a basketball season. But they went in with that plan. It's failed miserably. The Bulls were the first team in NBA history to shoot under 20% from the three-point line for four straight games. Nobody's ever done that before. They were the first team to do that. Um <laughs> So it's been bad from that aspect. So if you don't have any three-point shooting, you're not going to win. That's going to happen. Secondly, they they there's y'all know I love goons. You know what I'm saying? There's no goon on here. You know, they ain't got no heart like that. You know what I'm saying? It ain't nobody has it. Everybody's cool. Everybody's a cool guy, which is fine. I don't have a problem with you being a cool guy, but there has to be an agitator. There has to be somebody that comes out there, you know, and sets the tone like, yo, it ain't going down with us like this. You know what I mean? Every every good Bulls team that you can point to, whether they went deep in the playoffs or not, if they were a good team, you can point directly to the goon. You can point directly to that person and say that was the one setting the tone, whether it was Kirk Thomas or whoever. You could point to him and say that's the one setting the tone, Joe Kim Noah, and on down the line. You can go point it out. You can see it. They don't have that. The one I thought it was was, was Dalen Terry, but he was a rookie, and I don't think you should be looking to your rookie for that. Like Somebody else should have that, but if he's the one, then let him be the one. And you see he hasn't been getting in the game, obviously because of injury, obviously because, you know, you got you maybe had Javante or Derrick Jones Jr. maybe wanted higher than him as far as his skill is concerned. But I think Billy Donovan needs to recognize at some point in time that he needed some spot minutes throughout the season because the Bulls are really lacking severe energy out there and some heart out there and somebody to set some kind of physical tone for the team. They didn't do that. He kept going with those same guys, and you see you see what they got. So those, for me, are two main things, and I would combine that also with just, you know, bad chemistry, you know, with these guys. I don't know what's going on, you know, uh, in the locker room. I can, I can, you know, only lean on, like, Gene. I can lean on Josh. I can lean on Will, you know, to, to help me out with that, those kind of things like that. But it just feels like there's no true, real connection with them. The guys aren't playing for each other. You know what I mean? Like, I thought – and, I, and again, I don't want to put everything on Lonzo Ball because, like I told you guys, if you're putting everything on Lonzo, you got other issues. But if you got putting it on Lonzo Ball as the team, team chemistry and all that other stuff, yeah, it was important. Guys are actually hugging each other on the court last year because of Lonzo Ball. You don't see that love. They ain't got no love. You know, they ain't got no love for Snoop Dogg and Death Row out there this year. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? They ain't, they ain't got that this year, man. So oh it's gosh. all of that's been bad for them. And the fact that they're the only team in the NBA that has not made any move at the trade deadline or hasn't signed um, 
of free agent like on the buyout. They're the only ones who hasn't done anything yet. It's just a recipe for disaster, man, and, you, and you're getting what you get. Said. Uh, <laughs> I echo those same same words from what you guys have been saying. I, I, I don't see this team uh, making the playoffs. If they do, it's going to be a quick out by Milwaukee again like last year or, or Boston or maybe Philly. I don't see it. But I want to ask the panel this question. We saw the uh, the trade rumors last week about Zach Levine to the Knicks. Dave, I watched you and Matt Peck and Will Godley. You guys did a great job with that. Uh, as Thank a fan, you. I'm just speaking as a fan. I wanted those uh, those reports were true. I wanted those number one picks from the Knicks. If those reports were true. I wanted those. But deep down, I really didn't believe that the Bulls were going to do anything. If you believe those stories that have come out in the last couple of weeks is Zach Levine versus Billy Donovan versus the rest of, rest of the team. It depends. Depending on how this season finishes out, do you think this Bulls, uh, this Bulls foreign office will try to, to trade Zach Levine again over the summer? I'll start out with you first, Josh. I don't think they will because they're really tied to him. Um, okay. It's given that max deal, and you have to see which team is willing to take that big of a max deal. Um, so at this point, I don't think they really are going to try to get rid of him. They really want this to work. Um, and even though there is Billy Donovan, Zach Levine issues taking place in, a, in, in the relationship, what relationship doesn't have rocks and bumpy roads? They still have a lot of respect for each other and they do want to make this work. So I think if anything, front offices may be trying to do this to kind of like let Zach know that, hey, we really do like you and want you here, but you got to get yourself together, too. Just because you're a max player doesn't mean you just can't go out here, play any old kind of way, and just be okay with it. No, we need your level of play to equal winning basketball. And right now, that's not the case. So front off, this may be the front office front office's way of trying to get his attention and let him know, like, hey, if we're willing to have trade talks and deal you, you want to be here, bro? Guess what? You better come with it. And this year, it hasn't been that case. Hopefully, and I know for sure they're probably thinking hopefully next year will be different, but that's up to Zach Levine and him actually taking things to the next level, taking that pretty serious instead of just talking about it after games in the locker room. What's the next steps you're going to take to not just elevate your game, but elevate your teammates around you? What's the next level? We expected Zach Levine to play this year and hasn't lived up to his full potential. Mm. Eugene? Man, sometimes guys are who they are. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to push back on Josh a little bit. And, again, Josh has spent as much time in the locker room as I have this year. And he's got a good feel of what's going on. But I don't think Zach Levine wants to be – well, the rumors have been for two years that Zach Levine doesn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Bulls could offer him the max amount of dollars. So why not take mm-hmm. it? But his play, mm-hmm. is his play, his demeanor, everything inside of Zach Levine is showing that he doesn't want to be here. You can say what you want to say. You can say all the right things because that's what a professional does. But at the end of the day, I'm going to keep saying this. It's going to sound like a broken record, but we're all watching the same basketball team. (laughs) Zach Levine looks like a guy who does not want to be here. (laughs) And there's an easy fix for that. Keep continue to play like this. Yeah, you can put up 24, 6, and 5 because he can do that in his sleep. But the way he puts those points up, the way they're in those games towards the end and somehow, some way, they don't finish the job. When all things are going well, who gets the pub? The leader, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When things ain't going well, who gets the brunt of it? The leader. Mm 
So I don't think Zach Levine wants to be here. And if the Bulls want to be in a better situation for the future, AK and Mark Eversley, they need to be having talks with Michael Reinsdorf right now about what they really want to do with Zach Levine because I don't think he's the Bulls' future. Um, like I said, you know who his uh, who his agents are. Those guys work magic. We know Zach Levine is from the <laughs> West Coast, mm-hmm. and I'll just leave that there. There was talk about we heard the talks about the trade, maybe to New York. We heard about you know maybe him and Luca pairing up in Dallas. You know, so there are, there are some suitors out there. Uh, Josh is right. It's a lot of money on the table, but there are some guys out there that are willing to take that risk. And change of scenery is good for some, man. I feel like it would be perfect for Zach Levine. I never thought Zach Levine was the future for the Bulls. I think he's a talented guy, but I don't think he's a number one. I think he's a number two in, on, a, on a contending team. So, And I hate to sound like I'm coming down on Zach. He's a cool dude, but... I think his future is elsewhere, man. Dave? Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, so especially that a lot of those parts. Well, how can, let me break this down. So I always felt like Zach Levine was a number two, you know, regardless. Um, I felt like he's a number two on a good team. And if he's a number three on a on a on a on your team, your team is great. Right. Like if Zach is mm-hmm. the number three, your team is great. So he's not the one like he's shown that you know year after year after year that's not why i wanted to resign him i wanted to resign him because i didn't want him to walk for anything and i and my bottom line of it was after everything i list about zach levine i always say it at the end but if he doesn't work you sign him so you can get something for him regardless if it works out or not you you can't just let him go for nothing like so get something for him i was all in on that trade josh i was all in with with that next trade i was like yep do it now today do, do this trade get you're gonna get what picks and some young talent yeah send that off you know ship it off fine let's start over let's hit the reset button bulls didn't want to do it for you know their their own reasons they and it's a rumor that it was out there but if that's the trade that was on the table yeah i'm making that trade in the off season i think they are looking at trading him personally um mm-hmm. because just the fact of one that rumor being out there you know you can't pull that back in you know what I mean? That's out there, man. So it's kind of even if it's a test in the waters kind of thing, you know what your worth is now. You know, you have an idea of what it is. Two, Gene is dead on about watching his his game on the court. Like, again, Billy Donovan said, I want you to shoot 10 to 15 threes a game. As soon as that comment happened, Zach started taking mid-range. Like he just became a mid-range <laughs> guy. You saw it, dude. He'd be mid-ranging all day long. That's all he does. How many catch and shoots do you see him do anymore? One of the most lethal catch-and-shoot three-point shooters out there, and he doesn't do it. So that also says something. And the the key part of what he said was who his agents are, was Clutch Sports. This is a Clutch Sports playbook right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, getting you the contract, getting your money, you throwing a fit however you throw a fit. Some people yell it. Some people do it on the floor. Some people do it quietly. However you throw it. They say, well, this guy's not happy here. We'll get him out of here and in the situation that he really, really wants to be in. It feels like it's right out of the Clutch Sports handbook, watching Zach Mm -hmm. Levine play and watching how he's doing. That's how it feels. But it's hard for me to say that because I've been watching this Zach Levine in the fourth quarter since he's been here. That's what he's (laughs) been. You know what I mean? He's been turning it over in the fourth quarter. I hate when he dribbles. I'm always yelling when he dribbles the basketball. Like, the stats show you're better when you don't do that. 
Right. And he don't want to be like that. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. wants to do it his own kind of way. So, yeah, I, I just think that chemistry is off. And also, if he's having issues with Billy Donovan, then how's that going to work? Because guess what? They gave you your contract. Well, then they gave Billy Donovan a couple extra years, too. You know what I mean? So if you don't get along with the coach and both of y'all are here, something's going to have to give. You know, something's going to have to break in that instance, man. I'm okay with Zach leaving. Um, I'm okay with it. I'll, I'll be fine with it, just as long as they get some things back, because I don't want them to miss out on this draft. Um, and it's just not working as far as the chemistry is concerned and as far as what he can bring to the t- this team in the role that he's in right now. It just doesn't work, you know, without that surefire point guard. You know what I'm saying? To get everybody in the spots they need to be. You saw it work great, you know what I mean, when they had one. But they don't have it. You know what I mean? When you got four point guards, you got none. You know what I mean? So they don't have a point guard like that. So when you don't have that and you're steady trying to figure it out and you're like, well, I got to lean on Zach and he's giving you the skills that he doesn't possess to do those kind of things. Yeah, man, you got to get something for him, though. Yes. But yes, I think they are going to look at trading him, though, in the offseason. See, here's my whole thing with that. I think I, I feel like if the Bulls record were like they were in the top four or five, all this stuff wouldn't be a this wouldn't be an issue. Sure. I feel when like cures everything. Yeah. 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 So we wouldn't be hearing all these rumors about oh Zach and you know and Coach D are not getting along and all these trade rumors and such. I mean, for me, okay, if you want to trade Zach during the offseason, try to get something from him, fine. But you know, I know Terrence said, you know, hey, yo, blow it up, but do you think Bulls fans are going to want to sit through another rebuild? I mean, look what's, hap- what's been happening in Orlando for the last Eugene. 15 years. Yeah, yes, Eugene. yes, Eugene. Yes, They'll yes. Sit, they will sit through another rebuild. Yes. I don't, I think some, Can yes, I be some honest? will. Some Can I be will. honest? Did we yeah, actually ahead, stop rebuilding? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. What you say, Josh? I don't think again. stop rebuilding. And, you, to, and to Big Day's point, you know, <laughs> I was answering this question off of what I see in the locker room and everything. But if it's my opinion, <laughs> let, yeah, I'm cool with letting them go as long as you get something back. I would actually yeah. wouldn't be surprised if he got traded. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily against that. However, yeah, we've been rebuilding for a long time. We still are. Because if you're talking about, if you think last year was a super big success, you made the playoffs to, fir- to the first round of playoffs, and you lost. You only won one playoff game. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's major success when you compare nah. to Woo-hoo. everything else that we I mean, I think you can compare it to everybody else because Garb Hex was just so bad. But at the same time, <laughs> like, what is I think the, 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 the critics of fans that we always have when it comes to critiquing fans what is your level? What is your bar? What is your setting? What is your consistent bar to be, that you want to hold the team, uh, you know, against? Mm-hmm. You're going to put them to the fire when it comes to championship success because. Last time I checked, we were one of the top five franchises that had the most championships in the league, in mm-hmm. league history. So if we're no, if we're a winning franchise, we should be always thinking championships. Right now, we're just thinking about getting back to the playoffs. And even after last year's playoffs, we didn't say, oh, let's go for a championship. We said, oh, let's go make the second round. <laughs> what? Like, we should be winning <laughs> a championship franchise. This is championship culture. So it's not just the Bulls setting the bar high or should be setting the ball higher to achieve what really you're in the league for, but at the same time, fans holding the franchise to the fire and saying, we're, we're done with the mediocrity. We're done with the insanity. We want championships. We don't need just playoff appearances or just barely getting to the playoffs. We actually need a championship. And that's on both ends as fans, as well as the people running the front office and the players, coaches, etc. Hmm. Mediocrity is the best spot for ownership, man. Hmm. 
Mm. <laughs> you are, yeah, you always say nothing but a word there, Eugene. Mm. <laughs> you always say nothing but a word. <laughs> yeah, let's, money's let's, gonna let's, be made. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless. So yes. Yeah. So let's talk about the NBA as a whole, then, so we can kind of be in up more uplifting moves here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eugene, I'll start with you. What you know? What's been? Who's been your kind of like your you know? So your surprises, disappointments, teams, players around around the league. Around the league. Yes. Yes, sir. Around the league. Oh uh, man, I, that's a good question. You put me on the spot there. I tell you what, I'm not a fan of, and I, maybe this is going off. I'm so I was watching the Phoenix Suns and the Clippers last night, and they mm-hmm. both got whole. They both had. They got a whole new team. Mm-hmm. The Suns got Terrence Ross. Yep. They got uh, who else did they have? Uh, obviously, they got KD now. Right. Yep. You know, and I look on the Clippers side, they got uh Bones Highland from Denver, they got yep. Eric Gordon. Yep, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. they'll probably get Westbrook or somebody else in the next couple right. of weeks. The son's got TJ Warren too. Yeah, TJ Warren. Warren. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 just I'm really not a fan of the way the league what the league is turned into. Maybe I'm old school, maybe I sound like the grouch or some old fart. But I'm not a fan of that, man. I'm I'm just not a fan of it, and the it doesn't make the the parity in the league is off. It's like okay, now there's who's gonna be? It's either it's gonna be Phoenix, the Clippers, Milwaukee, or Boston. I mean, it's gotta be. You're fighting for okay. Just by from looking at the rosters, now anything Mm -hmm. can happen. Uh, Like Dame, you know, I'm a Dame guy, so like Dame said, Mm -hmm. when you look around the league. As a star player, as a superstar player, you feel like no team can't be beat. But you, at the end of the day, you have to be real with yourself. When you look at a team like the Phoenix Suns with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, KD, DeAndre Aiden, now they got TJ Warren, Terrence Ross, and these guys coming off the oak. It's like they they should sweep the playoffs. And then even the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Now they get, you know, they get Mo Bamba, and now they got mm-hmm. Rui Hachimura, and now they mm-hmm. got... Angelo Rutt, like, come on, yep. man. Like, yep. I'm, I'm just, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of that. But um, as far as surprises around the league, I ask you guys this, and then you can move on to Josh and Big Dave. Do you guys think Jokic deserves to win his third straight MVP? We um, talked about, yeah, we talked about that on Monday. Uh, <laughs> actually, we were talking the last <laughs> couple of weeks. I know uh, Sid's been a very uh, high. Who have you been high on? I forgot. Who have you been high on? I know. I know you go. Go ahead. Yeah, for, for me, it's Joel and B number one right now, and Jason Tatum number two as far as MVP is concerned. You can wow. throw Giannis in there too, but wow. you, you guys know as 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 well as I do, voters are human soon. They they get voter fatigue. So uh, I think it's between Tatum and Joel and B right now for MVP. Uh, so are they having better seasons than than Joker? Statistically, no, but here's the thing about Embiid. He's been healthy for the most part this year. I know Tatum got off to a, a nice hot start. He's cooled off. I know he, he's starting to pick, pick it back up again, but uh, for me personally, is Joel Embiid. I know he's been denied the last couple of years due to injuries, but for the most part, he's been healthy this year. And you notice uh, with all the uh, healthy parts returning to Philadelphia and Tyrese Maxey, of course, James Harden selling to his role, uh, it's made uh, Embiid that much better. And Philadelphia is starting to win, too. Not too many people are talking about them. So uh, Joel Embiid is not my number one pick for MVP right now. Of course, Dave and Josh know, uh, knows that. At the start of the season, we did our preview show. I said Paul George, but that's gonna go out the window now. So, 
Hey, we 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 was confused then. <laughs> we were, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yes, we were. <laughs> well, look, I look, I've said this, and you know, I, I've constantly said, it. I think unless you know, Jokic, someone takes it from Jokic, it's Jokic to lose. I think there are gonna, yes, there are, I'm sure there are gonna be some guys that, if, oh, well, both, I should say, because there are females in the panel too that are not gonna want to vote for Jokic because he already won twice already. But look at his numbers. You know, he got a got another triple double in the last week. So. I, I feel, and plus his team, you know, as a, as we're recording this, they're the top, you know, in the West right now. So I, I feel like that's, you know, a big, you know, thing. So I think until Embiid or Tatum or someone else, you know, comes off, you know, once Katie gets back or once Steph gets back, if he comes back, I think one of them could knock him off. But I think it's it's Jokers, and I think it's Jokers to lose. Oh man, see, I'm like Sid. I I, I want Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's my number one right now. The reason why I have him number one is. Not only is he putting up career highs and points, in points, field goals, rebounds, right. all across the board, he's also winning. What he was also doing a lot of winning without James Harden next to him. He really mm-hmm. kept the Sixers afloat as a top three team in the Eastern Conference before James Harden came back and started playing in the way that we know James Harden is playing now. So I think that plays into consideration, especially since he was snubbed in a lot of ways as the, as the runner up of the MVP the past couple of years. I think mm-hmm. that plays a role. But let's be serious here. Jokic is running away with this thing. And the only <laughs> reason why he's running away with this thing, the dude is the only player, the only player to have 1,000-plus points, 500-plus rebounds, 500-plus assists in the same mm-hmm. season. Yep. No one else has even 1,400 of each. So you talk about a huge gap. <laughs> Jokic and all the other MVPs, and the fact that he is averaging a triple double as a center, Crazy. that changes the game in such a way where this is starting to feel like honestly like a Russ, like Russ, Russ's MVP year, where he was right. the only point guard to average a triple double. And even though OKC wasn't a top team in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. it was so impressive that it's like, oh, we just gotta give it to him because he earned it. Mm-hmm. Like he literally earned that reward. Right. This is a That's season good. where at this point, if Nicole Jokic is keeping this up, he, he earned this award. I don't, yeah. You can argue the other couple years, but this one for sure, he actually earned this one. Well, look, a. and even to Russ's point, Russ averaged a 30 point triple double, yes, which is even yep. crazy. <laughs> right. Um, and people just poo poo on that kind of stuff, but you know, that's mm-hmm. another story. <laughs> I, yeah, Jokic, right now, I think Josh is right, is, is running away with it. I mean, like you for everything you just said, um, but for me, I feel like of all the years he's won, this is the best and easiest argument to make because you can really just look at it and see it. You can say you're the best team in the league and you're averaging a triple-double as a center. That's simple. <laughs> you know what I mean? All those other years, people had to, you know, you know, go go to master classes, you know, and go to graduate school and pull out these numbers on cats, you know what I mean, to understand it and break it down. And, look, I'm a historian, bro, when it comes to basketball. So the reason I was against it last year, because I'm like, well, even with Steve Nash, I didn't, I didn't think he deserved back-to-back then. I was like, he's the only one that's never been to a finals. No other back-to-back MVP had ever done that. Jokic did not win. He was the first back-to-back MVP to not win 50 games in a season in mm. either year that he won. Right. He's the first yep. one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for me, that always mm-hmm. bothered me. I always thought you had to get 50 wins, at least. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To be an MVP. Damn you what your numbers, your back numbers say, and all those those are great. But are you winning? You were what fifth or sixth seed, and you get 
Come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you have to do astronomical things if you're fifth or sixth seed to get the MVP. Right. But that's the, but that's another point. This year, though, yes, I, I think he definitely has. And see it, I think your best point you, you forgot to make about Embiid was when they play head-to-head, Embiid bust his ass. It's real nasty. Bust him real nasty, bro. Uh-huh. When they was when they went head to head. You know what I mean? He really did. Right. But yeah, even but even besides that, Jokic has just been incredible and amazing. And he plays in a way that you can't even put a finger on, man. Like he just has a I don't care kind of vibe when he's playing. You it doesn't mean anything to him. You know what I mean? He just likes going out there and winning and he dominates you and you don't even know it. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't even have a clue. That this is happening to you look up he's got 36 13 and 11 and you like when when did that happen like i remember the game he played the bulls and i mean i watched him dominate the entire game and that man had 14 14 and 14. you know you know what i'm saying like that's crazy that's crazy you know what i mean but but yeah i i got i give it to Jokic, man i think of all the years he he's earned it for this one but now he's getting into real straight up historic territory like he got to go win a finals now. I ain't trying to hit just getting yeah. there. You three MVPs and you can't win one. Nope, I ain't accepting that because them those <laughs> the other conversations I can't have him in if he can't even go win a finals winning three MVPs, bro. He got to win one. And who the last two were Wilt and the and Larry Legend, right? Larry, Larry. yeah, and the last two they both, and, they both, yeah. and they both won ships in 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 one of those in their in career, the that, yeah. yeah, that whole span. Yep, okay. Yep. Especially, yeah. yeah, Larry definitely did. And yep, Will definitely did too because he was winning eight of them joints. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> We're halfway home with our Bulls NBA Power Hour right here on Sports Zone Chicago on our Fun Friday edition. We're live in living color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. We're joined by Josh Hicks and Eugene McIntosh of It's the Bigs. Of course, Josh Hicks, also part of War Media, and Big Dave Watson from CHGO, who covers the Chicago Bulls for the great podcast network. I want to stick with the NBA with the surprises are. Our buddy Lamont Scott uh, checking in from our Facebook page at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago YouTube. Type your questions or comments in the comments section. He asked oh, the panel, what do you think about the Sacramento Kings this year? Lakina, you know I've been saying all year, Mike Brown, he should be the head coach of the year. As long as they stay out of the playing tournament situation, he should be gets, getting strong consideration for uh, head coach of the year. Uh, Big Dave, I'll start with you. What do you think about the Sacramento Kings this year? Uh, one, I think you're right. Like, you're third in the West with the Kings, who people mm-hmm. probably didn't even think would make a play in. Like, wow. he's third. You know what I'm saying? The West. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you know, I love the Kings. I call them, I call them the Kongs. You know what I mean? I, I <laughs> love the you know what I mean? Okay. Shout out to my man, John Savai. But, yeah, man, I've been watching them since they got the Aaron Fox. I've been a huge Aaron Fox fan for a long time, mm-hmm. man. He's going and, to the All-Star game on Sunday. Man, I was charged, bro. I was charged. I was really happy for him that he's able mm-hmm. to go. But the minute they got Sabonis, you knew it was going to mm-hmm. change some things because he was just the right kind of fit, you know, for that team as far as what they needed, including the toughness along with the skill, you know, but having a point guard as dynamic, you know what I'm saying, as the Aaron Fox and putting that with Sabonis, who's left-handed. And I keep telling people all the time, if you're left-handed, it's an advantage. Period. Yeah, point blank. It's an advantage. Yeah. So he having him there as well and then putting him with my guy Lee, uh, back there, man. Uh, the other guard, the other young guard they got. I keep forgetting his name, but Malik the rookie Long guard they had. Off Say it again. Iowa. Off of Iowa. Uh, Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray. Not Keegan Murray. Not Ke- well. Yes, yes, Keegan Murray, but not him. That's not who the the one who. Uh, God, what's his nickname? 
I forget everything about this young man right now. I got to look it up. But he was a he's in his second year, I believe, with them, man. But he just always causes havoc when he's out there on the floor with them, man. He's just real fun to watch. But I'll, oh, I'll baby, I'm Mitchell. Mitchell, yes. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you, sir. Yeah. yeah, I I love Davion Mitchell. Like he is a problem all the time out there, not just defensively, but ball handling and what he can do offensively. He's an issue too. Combine that all with Mike Brown, um, who has to be under that consideration because that's probably the biggest change uh, that they made. Remember, they got rid of Tyrese Halliburton, and everybody mm-hmm. thought they were crazy. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, "What are y'all doing out there?" Now they're third in the West. You know what I mean? And then also the consistency of Harrison Barnes out there still putting up double-digit points and rebounds for them. You know what I mean? So it's all just clicking just right for them. I think they got the right mix over there. And I'm just really, really happy and excited uh, for them, man, because De'Aaron Fox deserves stuff like that because people were trying to heap a lot of bull on him, you know what I mean, in his career. You know, like he wasn't that guy. But, yeah, he's he's definitely that dude, man. He's definitely showing it this year. So, yeah, shout-out to the King. All right, Josh, what do you think about the Sacramento Kings this year? You think they'll hold on to make the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, they'll hold on and make the playoffs. Um, this is this is the this is not the Kings of, of old when you talk about how bad they've been since Vladdy Divac was in offense. Um, it's it's, <laughs> it's a completely different uh Kings uh, franchise. And you know, obviously because of all the names that uh, uh Big Dave just just mentioned, but there's also two other people that were key additions to this year's team that really helped change the dynamic of this team. And that's the shooter, Kevin Herter, who's going to be in a three-point yeah. shootout, mm-hmm. and Malik Monk, who played yeah. plays in that backcourt with his mm-hmm. former uh, Kentucky Wildcat play, uh, teammate and De- De'Aaron Fox. Man, that reunion is, is paying off big time. And having Mike Brown, who come, who comes from a championship dynasty, and in a lot of ways has learned and has really learned to grow in a winning culture has finally taken some of what he's learned to bring the discipline necessary to apply to such a young team. And that's always a question mark when it comes to coaching young teams, because young teams have to learn and develop the discipline necessary to take things, to take these uh, game plans game by game and execute at a high efficient level. They're doing it at such a rate that quite frankly, yeah, you have no choice but to consider Mike Brown as the front and the lead of the head of the coach of your candidacy since the Kings were at the bottom of the Western conference um, that season lead coming into this season. And outside of the Sacramento Kings, another team that was like that at the beginning was the Pelicans, you know, very similar uh, situations, at, 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 you know, within the same realm, but the Kings have shown the resiliency, the discipline and the consistency that makes them the team to be, or one of the teams to be in the Western conference this year. And, that's all Mike Brown. That's discipline. That's the growth of De'Aaron Fox as a leader as well as a player. Um, and, ha- and and pairing him with, uh, you know, DeMontis Sabonis and the other reinforcement that have taken this team to that next level, which is something we didn't expect at this rate. We knew it was coming, per se, as long as the Kings continue to get better, but not at this quick of a rate. This acceleration of a rate is completely um, – it's, it's, it's incredible to watch and acknowledge. Gene, what do you think about the Sacramento Kings this year? Man, I agree with both of the guys, man. I think the Kings have done an outstanding job. Uh, like Big Dave said, when they got rid of Tyrese Halliburton, people were like, man, what the hell are the Kings doing? But, you know, that's why we uh, living room couch GMs and those other guys <laughs> in charge of organizations, you know. So 
They knew what they had in De'Aaron Fox. I remember we were having this debate, maybe not last year, but the year before, about was De'Aaron Fox a top 10 point guard in the league? And there were so many people that didn't think he was. And I'm yeah. like, man, y'all are tripping, but just give, <laughs> give a guy a little bit of time because he's as skilled and he's as talented as any of those guys. So, you know, sometimes it takes some guys longer to blossom, it's different situations, takes the right teammates, takes the right organization, takes the right people in charge to get that thing going. So uh, Sabonis and, and De'Aaron leading the way, Mike Brown having a hell of a job, you know, leading those guys. I think through 57 games, they've done, they've been as, as good as anybody. But let's, mm -hmm. this is my thing, guys. They are number, what'd you say, number three in the mm -hmm. West? Yes. Mm -hmm. yep. they got, they've got 32 wins. The Lakers are number 13 in the West, and they've got 27 wins. Mm. So a little bit of a losing streak and a little bit of a winning streak for anybody in between. And we got, that's the Clippers, the Suns, the Mavs, the Pelicans. We don't know what's going on with Zion. Uh, the T-Wolves, we know about the Golden State Warriors when Steph gets back. The Thunder, they're in 10th, so they're, you know, they're okay, but I feel like they'll be bottoming out. But Shea Gilgis is having an unbelievable season. Yeah. The Jazz started out hot. Blazers started out hot before Dave got hurt. And then you got the Lakers at 13. So there's a lot of room right there for a lot of those teams. And I, this is my biggest thing. And me and Josh talk about this. Me, Josh, and Terrence talk about this all the time. Teams that have been there before and know what it takes to get mm -hmm. to the playoffs and make a playoff run, this is when they start to pick it up. Yep. That first half of the season, even when you talk mm -hmm. about the Clippers and PG and Kawhi, trying to find themselves, trying to get themselves healthy so they can lead the charge. Teams like that, they start to pick it up in the second half. So um, I hope the Sacramento Kings can hold on. I don't know if they're going to stay in the top four or five. I do expect them to make the playoffs, even if they have to, you know, if they slip down to a play-in tournament and have to win, mm -hmm. you know, to play in to get in. But regardless, Sacramento Kings have had a hell of a season so far. That's really like my only thing with Sacramento is like, can they? I don't think they're going to be the number three seed. I think they think, uh, like you said, UJ, I think you know they'll they'll probably get to like maybe like seven or eight, and that's probably about it. I think they'll still make the playoffs regardless. But I think the Suns are going to make a move, especially when KD gets back. I think the Lakers might make a little bit of a move too mm -hmm. if they can kind of get themselves together there too. I think the Clippers will get to get up there as well. So yeah, I think there's a lot of move to maneuver, especially in that Western Conference. So I think there's still a lot to there's a lot to in that Western Conference. So there's gonna be a lot of teams that are gonna be beating each other up in these next you know couple of months. All right, before we get to the all-star uh, festivities for the weekend, Dave, I'll start with you. We talk about the Western Conference. Uh, me and Lakina talked about this on our last show on Monday regarding Kyrie and the Dallas Mavericks. Now he's paired up with Luca. Uh, Lakina expects any day now for Kyrie to step on his own two feet. I say that Kyrie's going to behave himself because he's looking for fresh paper this summer. What say you about uh, Kyrie and the Dallas Mavericks? Do you think they'll make a move uh, in, in terms of the playoffs? Do you think they'll get back to at least the Western Conference Finals like they did a year ago? Oh, that one's tougher to answer just because of how deep the West is. Uh, like Gene just said, just a quick losing streak and anybody's out the playoffs. You know, you're going from third to nothing, you know, in, in a week. That can happen to you. So that, that one's tough to say. I do think they'll make the playoffs. Uh, again, I'm under the idea that, you know, you have two all-NBA players on your team. You go to the playoffs. You know, it's like having mm – -hmm. I feel like if you have two great seven-footers on your team, you go to the playoffs. Like, that's just how mm -hmm. I feel. Um, but, yeah, I think they'll <laughs> – 
like Kyrie Irving, man, he's just too damn good. Like he's just too damn skilled. Like top three layup package and handles like in NBA history for me. You know what I mean? Like that dude, it's incredible mm-hmm. watching him play basketball like that. And I think you're on point with that, Sid. I know his money don't really mean nothing to him uh, like that, but the the freedom that money gets him and and what he can give back from that money, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure it means mm-hmm. something to him. You know what I'm saying? So how he can help others. Because if you look at his track record, that dude, he's helped too many people. You know what I mean? And done a mm-hmm. ton of things, you know what I mean, with his money. A ton of wonderful things with his money. So I think that plays into it uh, as well. So, yeah, I don't think you'll hear anything uh, out of Kyrie, like, as far as this year is concerned. I think it's just going to be about basketball uh, for him. They're going to try, you know what I'm saying, of course, to get these <laughs> questions to him, you know what I mean, and all the other stuff. But I'm telling you, you're just going to hear a bunch of, man, I ain't focused on that or no comment. You're going to hear a lot of that from uh, Kyrie Irving, as you, as you should, you know what I mean? So I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't know how deep they'll go. Uh, you guys know I had Luka as, like, my dark horse MVP. You know yeah. what I mean? I thought he was mm-hmm. super he, – what he was doing early on was just insane uh, mm-hmm. for this team. Uh, but just like any great player like that, you need help. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so getting Kyrie Irving like that, another star who can take that off of him, as soon as they figure it out how to play off of each other, you know what I mean? Because they know how to play without each other. They know what the team knows. You saw it when Luka was gone. They they knew instinctively what to do with Kyrie because Kyrie keeps the ball movement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Luca, he's a little more, you know, he's got to figure, he's got to take his time with it. They both work. You know what I'm saying? Both their things work. <laughs> um, but they got to figure it out with each other. I think they got the right coach for that in Jason Kidd as well to help out with that. And, yeah, man, I think they'll be formidable. They'll, nobody wants because at the end of the day in the playoffs, bro, like Bill Russell said, you know, it, it's about buckets. And them two, the best bucket get us out there, man. So <laughs> it's gonna be a thing. <laughs> Terrence, Josh. oh, oh, oh. Pour, pour, wait, whatever. I'm about to go first. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's go with Josh first. Uh, I don't think the mask gonna have too many issues. Um, Kyrie has already dealt with a lot of headaches when you talk about all the stuff that he's went through within the first three, you know, in the first few months of the season. Um, I think he just wants to ball and just focus on trying to do what he can to win a championship. Um, and he's with a great situation as far as learning, playing with another superstar um, after dropping off from playing with Kevin Durant. He's playing with a, you know, a, a superstar in Luka Doncic. He has a coach that he really does like. And, um, and from what I've heard, um, you know, Jason Kidd is actually one of the people that would have lured Kyrie to the Lakers earlier had the Lakers hired Jason Kidd um, instead of Frank Vogel at the time. Um, so mm. if, so I, from, just from hearing from that, you know, you know, Kyrie grew up watching Jason Kidd. So he has a lot of respect for Jason Kidd as a head coach. And let's, that, let's not forget this domino here effect too. Mark Cuban is the, is the real deal. That owner, mm. Mark Cuban knows is a, he's a player friendly coach. I mean, player friendly owner. And he also knows how to relate with players and he's willing to do what it takes to get the job done especially when the situations are right. This is one of the reasons why he was able to land Kyrie here uh, in Dallas. So because of that, I don't think the I don't think they'll go too far in the playoffs. I think it's going to take actually a lot more time on Luca's part, not Kyrie, to get adapted mm-hmm. to the chemistry of the mm-hmm. two. Um, because Luca, this is going to be Luca's first chance where he's actually playing off the ball in some cases mm-hmm. and doing mm-hmm. it at a, high, at a more higher rate than he did previously. 
Um, and Kyrie has shown that he can play off the ball because he's done it with LeBron. He's done it with KD. Um, so he knows how to play without the ball. But Luka's it's going to take some time for Luka to adapt. And I don't know if they have enough time between now and the playoffs to really adapt to a point where they can win consistent basketball in a, in a seven-game series. I don't know if they have that just yet. But the key for the Mavs is post this season, post the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Do they actually sign Kyrie Irving and get him to stay long-term? Which, was, if anyone can do it, one of the people that can is Mark Cuban. <laughs> um, so yeah. um, it's definitely a possibility. But I know one thing to consider is, you know, obviously we've heard rumors that K- Katie and Kyrie may want to get back together again. It's not completely the end for that. Dallas needs a big man. Don't be surprised if a sign and trade does take place. For Kyrie to go to Phoenix and they get Aiden back in return. Um, that's yeah. something that could be on the table, knowing that Dallas actually really does need more big man help than guard help. Um, and you know, Mark Cuban doesn't want to leave Kyrie for nothing. I know he's not gonna let that happen. So True. that's something to consider moving forward. But as of right now, there's a chance they, they have a chance to make a deep run, but I don't think they have enough time to get the gelling together in a way that they have, especially if Luca has a hard time staying healthy on the court, which he has this season with those heel and heel and ankle injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that they need a lot more time than they have now to really build that chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I agree with the guys. I just, I think offensively, they, it'll take a little bit of time for them to gel together. Like Josh said, more on Luca's side than Kyrie, because Kai has that experience playing with those other superstars uh we saw it the other night when they couldn't even get a shot off at the end of the game because they were like passing back and forth and Luca you know Kyrie obviously he's one of those guys so he didn't he felt like he didn't even though he had a dub in the fourth quarter it's like am I overstepping my boundaries let me get it back to Luca because this is his squad but Luca's like no let me get it back to you because you got the dub and you know you got the hot hand so them just feeling each other out in end game situations I think those type of things uh they're gonna have to work out quick but my biggest thing about the mavericks is the defense mm. because neither one of those guys are stoppers neither one of those guys are known defenders and when you look at what happened they gave away that best defender in dorian finney smith mm-hmm. and he's a guy who mm-hmm. in those late game situations he could guard anywhere from the one through the four you could throw him on steph you could throw him on dame you could throw him on whoever that point guard is or whoever the guy with the hot hand is on the other team. I'm not saying he's going to stop him, but he has the best chance with his length and, you know, his ability to move, uh, you know, to get the job done. So I think they're going to miss the most going down the stretch and making that playoff run. I think they're going to miss the defense of Dorian Finney-Smith to uh, be able to allow Luka to guard or Kai to guard the second and third and fourth best players and that because one of those guys are going to have to guard because most of the scores are the one through the three you got you know you got your ad's here and there and your zion and you know those type of guys Mm -hmm. but most of the scores in the nba are wing players and dorian finney smith was the guy that you throw on those guys in late game situations to keep luca fresh to keep kai fresh and to get those guys the best chance to win so defensively they're going to have a problem Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think as long as you know, I know I, I did a little time thing earlier, but I think at Kyrie, I think will 
As long as they're winning, I think he'll stay on his best behavior, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping things up. Well, you know, we got a few more minutes left with our buddies here on our NBA uh, Bulls roundtable. Of course, you know, Warmy is Josh is also from It's the Big from the Bigs. Also from the Bigs, one of the founding members, Eugene McIntosh, of course, our other buddy, uh, Big Dave Watson from CHGO. As we wrap things up here, uh, from you know, there was a rumor that there was a report that came out going to switch gears into uh, media, NBA media for a second. CNBC uh, put out uh, a report saying that perhaps maybe NBC might make a go at at the NBA uh, new TV deal when that you know, you know gets going here in a couple of years, maybe next year. I think it's sort of like when the contracts are up. So, uh, Dave, I'll start with you. What do you think about perhaps maybe the prospect of uh, the NBA returning to NBC? I mean, <laughs> to borrow, borrow a term from Gene, I'm old school, so I'm with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, I mean, if, especially if I get round ball rock back up in there, if uh-huh. I get that small going <laughs> with that, man. You know what I'm oh, saying? Gosh, yes. Let me get, let me yes. get some of that, let me get some of that yes. John Tess popping off, you know, real sweet. Let me get that going, man. So, yeah, I would I would love it uh, to see it because it. I don't know how you all feel uh, about it, but it, it's it's felt weird for me. Basketball has since it left NBC. I watch mm-hmm. it. I love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. But the coverage of it is a little bit different for me. And maybe it's just because, again, of what I'm used to, of what I grew up with, you know, and what I know, you know, is Marv Albert, you know what I'm saying, is in the czar of the telestrator, Mike Patello, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and watching the Ma mm-hmm. Rashad, you know what I'm saying? And watching Bob Costas, the, though I know huge Bob Costas fan, I'm just used to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right. and Bill Walton, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Steve Snapper Jones and all these cats. You know what I'm saying? Pat Riley, too, doing his first shit before he took that Knicks job. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> he was in there for a second. Magic and Isaiah, you know, was on for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I remember those kind of things. And I guess I equate that uh, with that. But even for getting the Bulls, like, even in the 2000s, when I think of Allen Iverson, you know what I'm saying? And those things kind of come back to mind. When I think of the Lakers when they were three-peating, you know, those yeah. things kind of come back to mind. Um, just and so yeah, I would like to know who they bring with them if this does happen. Uh, will there be some of the broadcasters, you know, coming over? Because I do like Mike Breen a lot, and I do like Van Gundy and, and mm-hmm. Mark Jackson, that whole trio a lot. Will they come with that? You know what I mean? I think that'll be interesting, uh, also as well. But no, bottom line, yeah, I, I'll be with it. As long as they bring a round ball rock back, if they bring in that back, <laughs> I'm be on board. <laughs> Eugene, <laughs> I'm with Big Dave, man. This is what I grew up on. Even like he said, if they're gonna bring it back, then let's go back to the essence. How about we bring back inside stuff? Come yes, on. yes, you know, yes, let's yes. Take all, let's take it all the way back. So I'm gonna keep yes, it sir. short, sweet, and funky. Come on, NBC. Y'all got the money. Let's let's do it. Let's <laughs> right. Take me back to my childhood, man. I'm I'm not mad at Mike Breen and, and Mark Jackson and those guys. Like Dave said, we love the game. We love the sport. We love everything about it. So we'll take what we can get. But if they can take me back to my childhood and kind of bring it, you know, to the new era in 2023 and beyond, I'm 100 percent for it, man. Josh, the youngest member of this crew here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bring it back. I am the youngest other member of, of this crew, of course. However, I did grow up as when you think about watching the classic games, when you watch on the classics, back when you used to have NBA classics, ESPN yeah. classic TV channels, oh, and mm-hmm. you watch the throwback mm-hmm. games. 
What's playing with the throwback games? The NBC, the NBC theme songs, the NBC mm-hmm. coverage. Um, and I remember even growing up watching Allen Iverson and the, and, the, and the Lakers of that era playing uh, that playing in that realm. So I would love for them, for them to bring that back. If they do, please bring the theme song back. We need that. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> on top of that, you know, Big Dave, you talked about you know what people can come could be coming over. To be real honest with you, I would love them to hit up TNT and be like, yo, Chuck, Shaq, let's buy you out of those contracts and bring you right on over. Because <laughs> if TNT ain't making the – if they lose the, out on this bid, all they got is NBA TV at this point. You might as well just bring those heavy hitters over and say, hey, Chuck, Shaq, Ken, Ernie, you might as well come too. Bring uh-huh. them all over. Bring what you already got, which is the best – you know, to me, the best basketball uh, show – in, in, in today's run with, in, you know, inside uh, the NBA on TNT. Bring that on over to NBC. Let them go to work. Bring the theme song. Oh, that'll be perfect. They'll be yeah. perfect. So I, I think that's what should happen, but I'm definitely all for it. Real quickly, Kina, Eugene's about to make me cry right now because especially during around this time of All-Star, All-Star Weekend, especially on those programs on Saturday, uh, during the All-Star Weekend on Saturday mornings with those stay-in-school celebrations. Uh, Of course, if you were in Chicago, especially during the 90s, you had to watch Soul Train, especially with Don Cornelius or Channel 9, or you watched Inside Stuff. It came on at 11 o'clock. Some of those Saturdays, I forgot Soul Train was on. That's how great Inside Stuff was. If you were a hardcore sports fan, hardcore NBA fan, Inside Stuff was the show for you. Trust me, there was a few Saturdays that I, I forgot that Soul Train was on. That was, that was just me, but so, but yeah, if they, if they can uh, bring back some of those things that from they did in the nineties, like you guys said, so be it. But let's not forget too, some of those games will be exclusively on Peacock as well Peacock, because yeah, the games are only only league out those three major four major sports mm-hmm. that don't have an exclusive deal on streaming. So some of the games will be streamed as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think what Gene said was also important that it's we want to, of course, we want to relive the old school and child, but it's important to bring it forward, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. into the new generation, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to build on it and not just yeah. stay back there because you know yeah. that's that's how you don't grow, you know what I mean, yeah. and staying right. where you at. So, yeah, yeah, you want to build on it, put their things and incorporate that as well, you know what I'm saying, into what's going on, man. So, yeah, I, I'm with it. We can I start know, with I... Mike Mike. What you say, Josh? I'm sorry. <laughs> I said we can start with like Mike. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> happy birthday to Tim J. Joe. Happy sister to MJ. Yeah. <laughs> happy miss, birthday gonna... to the GOAT, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, MJ. Yeah. <laughs> 60 sure, years old. Goat, uh, yeah. Dude, I, I, I try to, I, I, I don't think people understand Chicagoans that, and Josh, again, it's no disrespect to you, but you weren't, you know, you weren't born in 84. No, you know, so <laughs> us being able to watch every move, every stinking move from the inception, man, from the day Mike stepped foot on Chicago soil until the end of the second three peat. People outside of Chicago, they they there's they just they can't understand why we're big Mike to death like that, man. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. even with LeBron breaking the record, I'm happy for him. He deserves oh, yeah. it. He's an all-time great one. Mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore, whatever you want to say. But we're talking about big Mike, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
There is no other man like that. We don't even have to get into the six for six. We don't have to get into the, and I'm gonna run it down, the 10 scoring titles, the mm-hmm. six finals MVPs, the mm-hmm. five league MVPs, mm-hmm. the nine first team all defensive uh, times, the defensive player of the year, the slam dunk champion, and whatever else you want to run down. <laughs> we don't even have to get into that. We are, t- I'm talking about the eye test. There has b- never been another guy to play the game of basketball like Michael Jordan. And right. again, I don't want to get into the GOAT debates, especially mm-hmm. with the younger generation. Of course, they're going to think LeBron is a GOAT, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But for us, the guys who were alive in the 80s and were able to watch the Bulls win those first three and then win those last three and everything before that, in between that, and after that, it's only one, man, Big Mike, the GOAT. Yes, sir. Listen, I'll tell you this real quick. My household was strict, you know what I'm saying, when it came to TV or things like that. You know, my moms and my pops were strict on that stuff, especially my moms. So we didn't have cable, you know what I mean, coming up as a shorty. The Bulls were playing, I believe it was the Knicks in the playoffs. And I want to say it was game two. And my mother was like, yo, go turn the game on. I'm like, we can't watch the game. She's like, what you mean? I was like, it's on cable. She's like, it's on cable? It's not on regular TV? She's like, no. And she was like, call the cable company right now. We getting cable. Right now. What? <laughs> you know what, <laughs> what? Bro, I mean, I was on the phone for two hours. <laughs> Just hold, I'm on hold. Don't even move it. I'm on hold. It was, y'all want to say, it was monumental in my house to get something like that. And it was because of Michael Jordan and the Bulls. We she didn't want to miss the game. We got cable because of Michael Jordan. Because we didn't want to miss this stuff, bro. Because that's the kind of greatness. There, there's so many, like, and when I have arguments with people, about Jordan, I love him. I love Jordan arguments, man, because I always kill him. Like it's, yeah. it's the best yeah. argument to have it's easy. It's because easy. I have I have un undebatable things. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't you can't debate that the man has a jersey retired for a team he's never even played for. You know what I mean? Like wow. your wow. your numbers retired wow. in Miami wow. with with the Heat. It's retired. You got to segregate a sport to get something like that if you ain't <laughs> never played for the team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, he, he just got it because he's that good at his sport. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how dope you are. Like, LeBron couldn't wear the number. Jimmy can't wear the number. Right. For a team you never played for, dog. You can't – there's no argument for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. Like, you're that good. That I've never seen nothing like him. I don't know if I'll see anything else like him, but that's what great players are. They all are like people I've never seen. Tim Duncan, Hakeem Olajuwon, LeBron. Kobe, all these guys, you know what I'm saying? Or uh, AI, I ain't never seen it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow, this is Shaq, whoever you want to throw in there. Um, but yeah, but Mike is different, especially coming in at a time where centers ran the world in the NBA and then completely transformed all that, which is again why I think you see big seven foot four dudes with handles now. I I put I put that on Mike because that's what they grew up watching. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't Cat, they weren't showing the film on they would watch the film on Bill Russell, they would watch the film on Wilt, but they were watching Mike, period. You know what I'm saying? Because there's something about it, man. Like, like AI said, you see his glow, you see the aura when he yeah, walk yeah. out there. You you see yeah. it, you know what I mean? On that kind of guy, man. So yeah, he's just he's just special. He's the greatest ever. I've never seen nothing like it. The minute I got my father to admit it, 
then I knew I was doing something. Cause, you know, <laughs> cause he, bro, he ain't like Mike at all. He was like, man, no, he be six man on my team, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, cause he used to tell me, he'd be like, yo, I grew up watching Wilt, bro. I grew up watching Wilt. I grew up watching Bill. I grew up watching Elgin Baylor. I saw right. these cats. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was like, that's right. what I'm talking about. <laughs> yep. After Mike's, I believe, what, third or fourth title, he was like, all right. <laughs> he was like, all right, yeah, he was like, all right, all right, man, it's, this is special. So, yeah, shout out to the GOAT. Yeah, don't forget cable is much cheaper back then. You didn't have as many channels as you do now. <laughs> streaming <laughs> services. Oh, yeah, streaming service. Yeah, does the streaming services now just to pop right. a new one being invented. So, yeah. <laughs> Similar times, all lived in similar times, but yeah, this is why. All in a way, I do wish it was still on CBS. So I mean, yeah, Huey Brown, Tom Heights, yeah, a young Doug Collins before he coached the Bulls with his curly hair. Oh, yes, with the hair. Yeah, with the hair. Yeah, with the hair. With the hair. My gosh. All right. So, so you got anything else for our panel before we disperse? Uh, real quick. Uh. I'll be watching all the old school stay in school celebrations via this YouTube in the morning because you know, I'm like you, Dave and Gene. Uh, I'm a historic buff like every, anybody else that grew up in our time. But can uh, and I'm glad that we have shows like this because we are real 100%. But seriously, can you guys convince me to because I'm not really hyped up for this All Star Weekend? I'm interested to see how they're going to do the player introductions on Sunday of, of, to uh, to pick a team for Team Giannis and Team LeBron. But outside of that, I'm not too excited about this. So can anybody convince me to watch uh, All-Star Weekend? Because uh, right now, I'll yeah. be honest with you, outside of the beginning of the game on Sunday, I don't have yeah. it right now. I really don't. Oh, yeah. I, I got two words for you. Lowry Markinen. <laughs> Go watch my guy. Go watch my guys, man. Y'all see me on my apology tour this year. Oh my god, oh, yes. I've, been I've been coming for my apologies from everybody, left and right. I ain't forgot none of that. I ain't forget none of it. My man is the starter. Been man, been on one big day. I can't even. Hey, hey, man. Like my my nephew was like, dude, ain't nobody see this coming. I was like, yeah, me. What are you talking about? I saw it coming. <laughs> I, you know you didn't. I had to show him receipts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I told this too. I was like, dude, no, I said it. When he went to Utah, he will ball. Like, I I knew it. You know what I mean? You can see it because it's nothing in Utah. It's like Finland, bro. He's basically at home. You know what right. I'm saying? Everybody look like him, and it's cold. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, he's at home. Else to do. But who? You know what I'm saying? That's it. It's ball out and hoop. And he is super comfortable and took everything that he learned that he's going there now. He loves Utah, man. So, but shout out to my guy. He's an all-star starter. He's in the three-point contest. You know what I mean? Check him out, man. And he's representing Utah because the game is there. So that's mine for you, Sid, is, is watching my okay. man Lowry and know and know that I'll be happy. <laughs> 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 oh man, Josh, I, I'll, I'll, Josh I'll you got any? Yeah, I'll, I'll say this: uh, white men can't jump. I'm going. I'm watching <laughs> Matt McClung. McClung. I'm watching Matt McClung do his thing, oh, man. Matt I'm this dunk contest. I Matt think McClung. he's gonna sneak up and get it. I really do. Wow, I gotta I see this, man. Sneak up and get it. <laughs> um, did he just I'm get signed? <laughs> He did ten day with okay. the with yeah the he did just got signed yep. oh, right on right on yep just got signed man yep. I'm thinking about uh yeah. I was watching D Wade and the other 
other guy that he's always with, one of the owners of the Jazz, and they said uh, this year was going to be the most technologically advanced All-Star game in the history. So I'm looking to see starting tonight just exactly what they mean by that. So that's going to be my biggest takeaway. We know the game. Uh, so no, it's not going to be interesting until that fourth quarter when they throw that uh, – the TBT rule in there, and the guys get serious. Yeah, all that the 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 way they the the way they choose the players. I think that'll be interesting because won't won't they won't they need jerseys from both sides for all players? Because who knows what side they're gonna be on? Mm-hmm. Which exactly. is nothing. I mean, it's nothing for yeah. them to have some extra jerseys. But I right. think that's just a, you know another twist to to you know make it interesting. I think it's a cool thing. It takes us back to the days when we were going to the court in the hood and. You know, you mm-hmm. shot for first, and the first two guys yes. hit, they picked their yep. direct yep, squad. Yep. So that's that's uh, I think that's a cool element to it. But hey, man, just another All Star weekend, another year to celebrate the best players in the league, and Word. you know, hopefully all those guys get out of there healthy. Hopefully Giannis is straight and he can, you know, play. I know a lot of fans are gonna be out there, you know, wanting to see him. So it's cool, man. It's not the old school like we grew up on, but. You know, I'm happy to see another one. Happy to see these guys, you know, do it for the fans. And let's see what the second half of the season holds. Right. That's, yeah, that's going to be very interesting. You know, the, the technologically sound, I'm wondering what, what does that mean? Are we getting like, you know, is, is it going to be like the court in, the, in Oregon? Because I, I I can't, I can't watch a full basketball game. <laughs> and, you know, I, I can't do it. That, that, that floor is just, oh, yeah, that, that, that. Yeah, it's it it's yeah, yeah, you got, if, yeah, not good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can check out all the all-star activities on the on the, uh, uh, ESPN. We'll have the uh, celebrity celebrity uh, game. Mm, excuse me, tonight on Friday and uh, Saturday, of course. You know, yeah, TAT's got you covered with all the all-star festivities from mm-hmm. the three-point, from the slam dunk, among other great uh, surprises and such. So that should be fun. And of course, they will also have the game as well. They're actually going to be introducing the reserves first. As I yeah. guess, as LeBron and Giannis are picking them, so it's gonna be really, really weird to see who gets picked last. That's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, who's gonna get picked last? Who's gonna get that weird look from uh, one of them? So that'll be interesting as well. One more thing. Uh huh. What is it gonna take for All Star Weekend to implement a one on one? What's it gonna take? Ooh. And what do I you mean, love- like? Like when the when do they just say, you know what? Let's scrap the dunk contest and oh. let's add the one-on-one contest with the best ten players in the league. Of maybe not the best ten, but the best one-on-one players in the league. Games to three or whatever they want, they can find a way to do it. Tracy McGrady just started a one-on-one league, and it did a. Right. It, it was a really. It was it was fun. It was fun to watch, and they did a great job of implementing strategies and the ways to make it work so i think the mm-hmm. nba they done taken the page out of the tbt's book and added mm-hmm. it to all-star weekend already i think they should take another page out of the hoods book and add the one-on-one man i think that would be a very interesting and get get the put make the prize make it worth it i mean a lot of guys mm-hmm. you know they might say nah but if it's a couple million involved yeah yeah so it's, i, I want to see a one-on-one man i'm, I'm with that and, it, and it's going to take some players with that kind of uh that kind of pride and that kind of ego too you know what i'm saying that that right. kind of competitive drive to be like i'm the best period you know what i mean like, and Kyrie, yeah. you know yeah. we got guys out there no matter what they they still live with that old school mentality and they, if it, if we got to get down to the grit nitty gritty 
There's some guys in the league that'll do it, man. I agree. That'd be interesting, man. You could also make an argument, too, that even in the All-Star game, you know how we talk about the TBT rule that's being implemented? You could put the big three rule where you got the the fire alarm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's where you know if it goes down to the wire you want to save your instead of calling timeout stuff like that all right hit that button that player goes one-on-one oh Mm -hmm. man that could be the side factor of a game or something like that you know i think that would be kind of cool too that's a good one. I like you that. might see like josh might not be too far off for that you might see that in future all-star weekends that i I won't be surprised if that happens yeah i like that yeah that's a four-point shot too yeah. Oh, yeah. four point. Oh, yeah. The old rock and chuck a ten point or two somewhere like you know down after the the international three point line. So yeah, that yeah, might be yeah. that might be something. Yeah. I mean, it, like like Eugene said, get some incentives. You know, add a car or maybe a couple of million or something. Get get a sponsor. You know, one of the car sponsors or something like that. Like a twenty twenty four insert Lamborghini or whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> so I'm just throwing I'm just throwing stuff out there, guys. What can I say? But yeah. <laughs> Add those something to it. Yeah, spice it up. So, uh, yeah, some good ideas, guys, as we wrap things up. Our thanks to Josh Hicks, Eugene McIntosh, and Big Dave Watson. Okay, gentlemen, this is been great as always. Where can people find you on your social media, all your you know, your work, you know, publications, videos, all that good stuff? Josh, we'll start with you. You can follow it all on the Instagram and the Twitter at Josh M. Hicks Media. And obviously a lot of big stuff coming your way, especially between – the NBA show Open Run that happens on War Media mm-hmm. and, and and all Bulls content with the Bigs. Don't want to miss out. Gene, um, at it's the Bigs Twitter, Instagram, www.thebigs.us is the website. Me personally at Stay Humble on Twitter, or just type the Google the Bigs, and we all over the place, man. You'll find us some everywhere, man. Just continuing to move this thing forward and like josh said big things big things on the on the rise coming soon man so always a pleasure locking in with y'all and last but but definitely not least mr big dave <laughs> yeah you follow me on twitter at bow sports um mm-hmm. yes ball on bulls is still you know going on for sure we just did a show uh that's out right now with our guy from finland uh coach uh, christian Palotti, which was basically a lowry celebration Yes. Um, <laughs> so yes, we did that. Um, so check, but we it was a lot of great NBA talk though and insight on that show as well. Um, so you can follow you can follow me for that. Um, follow me uh, on Instagram at Ball Sports and at uh, Big Dave CHGO, and of course CHGO Bulls with my guy Matt Peck, uh, my guy Will to Go Godly, uh, Mark K from Australia, and myself. You know on there. Every day, five days, baby, talking about these bulls, you know, rain or shine, you know, good or bad. We're going to be there talking about this squad, uh, honestly. We're going to speak it. And also, just on another note, I uh, just wanted to send some rest and love to my man, Plug 2, True Goy the Dove. Oh, man. Like, yes, yes, told, yes. Uh, <laughs> like I was telling people, that was like losing a Beatle, you know, and that's all I'm trying yeah. to explain, you know, to other folks, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like losing George Harrison. Like, it was like you losing a Beatle. Like, for real. It was like that. They meant a lot. And still do mean a lot uh, mm-hmm. to me in my life and a lot of people's lives. So, yeah, just want to send that rest and love out to that brother. Hmm. It's just unfortunate, too, because they just got their catalog back. Yep. So yep. They'll be streaming yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Sucks. Next month. Next news. month. Yes. Yep. Gosh. Funny how life works, right? Ain't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. You're right. So, uh <sighs> 
on on that note, <laughs> thank <laughs> you guys. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Of course, you know you guys, you'll get all your all your guys' info and such. We're gonna be doing this again. You know, right before the playoffs. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, if you guys can, you know, we'll let you guys know. So again, you guys stay safe. Enjoy All Star Weekend, and uh, you know, you know, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys soon. All right, all right. Love to everybody, man. Peace. Right. Right. Peace. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, y'all. Love. You too. Uh, all right, that was uh, Josh Hicks from War Media and the Bigs. You got Eugene McIntosh from uh, the Bigs as well. Also, too, of course, our buddy Big Dave Watson from uh, CHGO uh, and CHGO Bulls and such. So I know we're way past time, but, you know, it was for a good occasion. So you can follow me yes. on the Twitter and Aquino's coming in the IG. You can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. We also like to thank Ms. Kaylin Sharkey for joining us on the program um, today. She was on with us earlier. You can catch the rebroadcast right here on YouTube. Or just uh, uh, search for us on Sports on Chicago or type in Second City Sports as 2ND City Sports on the YouTube as well in the search engine boxes. You can. Uh, Log on, um, search for our show as well, and you can catch us at War Anchor on our podcast version. We'll have this broadcast as well. Lakina, always love when we do panels, but this probably been the best one yet. Oh yeah, definitely, and uh, you know, great stories. Also, some great opinions from stuff that we didn't even plan to ask. So exactly, know, I, love I love how yes. that works. Uh, you know, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, our buddy Mac Peck, unfortunately, he wanted to kind of plug unplug for the Bulls, and I, I mm -hmm. can't say I blame the way they've been playing lately. So we'll yeah, try to we get still got love for him, though. We still got yeah, love. We still, yeah, we still love him, and of course, you know, we'll try to get him back on during the playoffs as you know, the guys we uh, saw today. So mm -hmm. enjoy uh, the All Star Weekend and college hoops, and of course, you got the Genesis, Genesis Invitational going out out west. Of course, Tigers back over there now he's i think he's right where there's tracking distance mm -hmm. as well so uh, a lot of sports you know this weekend and such so of course also too you can catch us on sports uh so chicago on roku tv of mm -hmm. course you know just you know check you know look it up on our uh on our uh page of whatever smart device that you got you know type mm -hmm. it in sports of chicago right there uh, with you our show sean and maya uh what's up cuz and the smoke fuzz another gonna be talking some a lot of nba uh this weekend as well so mm -hmm. uh Many sports uh, uh, weekend this weekend, folks. I know the football's over, so I can concentrate on both both college and pro hoops. So uh, for Sid, I'm Lakeena of the Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, and uh, we'll see you guys Monday. Just time for uh, the President's Day weekend, so <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, we'll see you then. Stay in school. What's the rule? Stay in school. Never mind. <laughs> Till Monday. <laughs> <Holla>. <laughs> <laughs>